This podcast is brought to you by the Spare Time Legends Podcast Network. Listener discretion is advised. It sounds so much like Father Ted that it just makes me want to wank. <laughs> that says more about your folks. <laughs> well, priests, the priests sitcom make, does it for you. I love it. <laughs> oh, it sure does. Um, yeah, I just hope you still. Uh, I just hope you still respect me at the end of this, man. And vice versa, because I I, I kind of think that I'm the pretender here, and you know your shit, and I'm just I I I'm still waiting for the the other foot to drop, and you go, wait a minute, this cunt knows nothing about wrestling. <laughs> I'm gonna do it, with Sam. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's um, I'm such a miserable miserable bastard that I I, I stopped judging people for having alternate opinions to me. Sorry, I stopped. Tr- I I started to try to not judge people for it. You know, right, because usually I'm the I'm the odd one out on opinions and things like that. Oh, well, I can be very uh, loud and obnoxious when someone disagrees with me, and I have definitely worked on that in the last few years. But you know, sometimes that that shit just has to be let out. It's true. I'm just a miserable bastard, is what it is. Like if someone goes, you know, I think uh, Nickelback's a great band. Sometimes you just have to start some shit on people, you know. Oh, thank you for bringing that up. <laughs> <coughs> well, no, I know you hate them, so I knew it would be a, something we definitely agree on. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the only part of Smart Marks that hurts my soul is that we have to use a Nickelback song. I'm waiting for them to change the song again because you know the only way to do the intro is to have the raw theme, in my opinion. Of course, uh, but and the, the problem with me is not that I hate it and wish they change it. My problem is that it hurts my soul that I enjoy a Nickelback song, even though I know it's only case specific. Yeah, like it, it's only because the song means the beginning of a show I love and mm. because it's catchy because if you listen to the, if you listen to a fucking catchy simplistic rock song once a week for a year it's gonna get stuck in your head and you know sometimes your brain can confuse familiarity with liking of a song yeah and definitely that's the case there like I actually get like kind of pumped when I'm seeing fucking you know Del Rio and fucking Cena and CM Punk's face coming up and you're like oh lean balls out and you're like yeah raw and then you're like oh Nickelback <laughs> I know <laughs> happens to me all the time when I'm editing and cutting the show because I'm putting the music behind it and I'll catch myself being like bum, bum, and luckily they're they're probably recorded all digitally um, so they're they play in perfect 4-4 time and their songs are so repetitive that I can literally pick out any spot and just loop it and cut it because it's the same all the way through when you say recorded digitally what does that mean to a, a production of music retard like it just there aren't very many like the instruments like the drums are pitch tight um, in time they are so solidly in time during these songs that it sounds manufactured almost like a pop star would be if, if you see what I mean um, oh, yeah. so I wouldn't be surprised if there were some f- fake instruments and some maybe electronic on the drums like maybe the hi-hats are electronic because they're always just solid 4-4 four, four beats uh, the first bar of every the first bar of everything sounds exactly the same if you know what I mean like it's very yes. easy to just cut it I can move the beginning of this to here or I can move the beginning of that to there um, of course not all bands play that solidly and that on time so to me it just Nickelback always sound very manufactured to me because I've also heard that he doesn't sound like that live well I, I think his voice um, and I, I'm not talking about the quality of either artist here when I bring them up so don't be offended because I know we both like him but to me Chad whatever the fuck his name is is that even his first name Chad something Kroger or Kruger yes yeah um, how ironic that you'd have the same surname as a childhood nightmare exactly yeah <laughs> um, 
but he has that same kind of echoey almost like there's two vocal tracks of himself playing at the same time quality that a lot of Tupac's rhyming did yeah and you're right that's probably exactly what it is is it's doubled over, over vocals as somebody who spent a lot of time in a recording studio doing that playing around with that stuff that's exactly yeah. what his voice is it's two voices it's two takes of him sort of a split second behind each other yeah yeah, just to give a kind of a, 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 a an artificial depth to it, I guess. Yeah, exactly. And to me, that's how all the instruments sound <coughs> on that song. Right. Like, to me, all of it. The drums sound whatever. I don't even know how to word it, but the way you feel the yeah, vocal metronomic, sound. Metronomic, almost. Yeah. The whole thing sounds to me like the vocal sound to you, because I'm just, it just sounds, uh, but it's it's a catchy tune as much as I hate it. Um, so you're saying Keith Moon would never have survived in Nickelback? Or Ringo Starr, either. <laughs> either. Ringo Starr was more on time than people give him credit for, I, th- I find. Yeah, but he also wasn't as good as he thought he was, you know what I mean? Oh, well, I mean, he was the luckiest man in Liverpool. <laughs> that's that's not uh, in doubt. Uh, but, actually, uh, the luckiest man in Liverpool is uh, Torres for still having a job. Uh, well, he's not in Liverpool no more. Oh, <laughs> uh, damn it! <laughs> I think, but, um, well, who is he now again? I don't support Chelsea. This isn't going to hurt me. What no, 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 no. I know, I know, I know, I know. Um, <laughs> but he did, uh, he went to Chelsea. I just forgot where he had gone. You know, I know, I, I know. You're a you're a United fan. I, I know we're boys that way. True. I, I have to. Are we recording already? Yeah, I recorded a little while that's, ago. No, that's fine. But um, no, I, I I'm kind of enjoying the shit out of what's the, the current uh, implosion of Man City. It's quite fun. Yeah, Dexy's a big Man City fan. I, I know, well, of course he is. How could he not be, considering <laughs> who he dresses up as for Halloween and every other day? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we are literally not allowed to talk about football on the other podcast, because at one point it caused him to not talk to me for a week. Oh, fucking, that's surprising that the a noisy neighbor could be so quiet. <laughs> who knew? We should move on from this or I'll lose my other show. <laughs> <laughs> Well, JJ proved that you can do a show by yourself because he did one last week. So <laughs> really, uh, you know, I always wait with with uh, Mars Needs podcast with our friend JJ Hawkins. I always wait like two or three weeks on purpose because I find that his voice. Uh, I really enjoy listening to him. So generally, one hour, you know, I, one hour isn't enough for me. If you know what I mean. Well, as I said to him um, last week over Facebook, I said your your show is like cocaine. Sure, does the inflated sense of self-esteem, but it only lasts an hour, and then I'm down two hundred euro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, I do just, it with I do it with most shows, but him especially, I really just you know I could listen to him read his diary. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, yeah, I mean he's and his his girlfriend Elizabeth as well as the one of the best radio voices ever. The two of them together are they're they're very you should not listen to Mars Needs while lift, while operating heavy machinery because they're very relaxing, soothing voices. Absolutely, and, yeah. It's um, but uh, Ian was. I think Ian told JJ once, but he he was like, "This isn't an insult now, but I like to listen to you when I'm going to sleep." <laughs> like, not that it's boring, just that his voice is so soothing, and the two of them are like very in tune when they talk to each other as well. And stuff. Absolutely, yeah. I, I feel, and I know Aaron has also said he has the same similar effect that he finds it very soothing. And it's weird how we're all in love with JJ Hawkins, isn't it? Oh God, and I've smelled his hair, so. <laughs> Oh, uh, man. So, yeah, you can see how much I'm into talking about wrestling. Um, yeah, you're, you're really <clears throat> chomping at the bit. Absolutely. All right, so we'll, we'll get to it now. Uh, you do your huzzah, and we'll uh, we'll start. Huzzah! Motherfucker! 
Hey, this is Brett the Hitman Hart, and you're listening to the Spare Time Legends Podcast Network. Listen good. Hello, this is Mick Foley, and you're listening to the Spare Time Legends Podcast Network. Welcome to Smart Marks. I, I, I'm making no apologies for this one. If you don't like wrestling, go fuck yourself. In-depth analysis of the WWE. We, we had to find a kind of a dirty corner of the internet to, to discuss our CD interests. <laughs> Pay-per-view results. Results from Raw and SmackDown. I'm going to be honest with you, I fast-forwarded. I always do. <laughs> Rumors. Fantasy booking, unbiased bitching, and much more with your hosts, Matt Lees. He's Canadian too. Did you invent him being Canadian? And the Reverend Brian Fitzpatrick. Oh, Wayne Deagle. Sorry, I thought you said Wayne Deagle. I thought that was some wrestler I'd never begins here, the start of a unique journey, driven by our passions, our heritage, and an unyielding force fueling us to chase our dreams. And along our voyage... We experience milestones, turning points on our road, new eras in our story. Look at the size of that! Triple H has realized his dream! And purely through the force of our own will, we rule. We blaze new trails. And though we may stumble, only one man walked out and it was me. We find the strength to rise again. And thrive. This is life. And it can be experienced only once. Like tonight. Tonight. Paths will cross. A match where generations collide. John Cena versus The Rock. And eras will end. We are the last of our kind. Isn't it ironic that the guy whose career you ended can quite possibly end the streak? The streak ends. The era ends. Hell in a cell. Tonight happens only once. In a lifetime. Welcome to WrestleMania. Voices in the air. I hear them loud and clear. Telling me to Huzzah! 
<laughs> Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Smart Marks for the week of April 2nd, 2012. We are just a few short days removed from the event that is WrestleMania 28 live from the Sun Life Arena in Miami, Florida. Of course, featuring the build of 365 days for The Rock versus John Cena. <sighs> <laughs> I'm poor, poor Matt. <laughs> We're going to be very, uh, I believe the phrase is diametrically opposed in this episode. <sighs> My name is can, Matt Lees. <laughs> That's the Fitzosaurus. That's your new name now, by the way. I like it. As gifted to you by hashtag Eddie Phoenix. As long as I get the, uh, you know, the prerequisite theme music. <laughs> yeah, you know, I used to be able to say, Fitzy, that that music would make me feel better. You, it, you, you're telling me you didn't even enjoy that? Well, we should do this in order. Let's not yeah. get... Um, you brought it up. I know, I know, I know, I'm sorry. Uh, so yeah, he's he's the uh, the Bobby Heenan to my Gorilla Monsoon. Um, and we're here to review WrestleMania 28, which happened, obviously, on April 1st. Alright, where do we start? We said Sun Life Stadium, right? Yeah? Okay. Uh, yeah, well, I think we'll... We should review the next match, the first match, I think, in 18 seconds. Yes. Well, actually, the well, first we should review the dark match, which, of course, was the Tag Team Championships. I didn't see that. How did you get to see that? Uh, it was free on YouTube. Oh, okay. I did not know this, so, so I haven't seen it. I didn't even know who was, was it. Uh, the Chicos, as I as I call them for ease, uh, versus the Usos. Yeah, it was a actually it was a WWE tag team title match, triple threat. Huh? Can you name another tag team other than the Usos and Primo and Epico? Because I struggled. Are they already established, or were they made up on the spot? They were made up on the spot. A. Roy and someone else. No, a valid guess. It was Tyson Kidd, former member of the Heart Dynasty, which was actually a great tag team. He, I don't. I actually don't mind that kid. I've uh, pardon the pun, but I've seen him wrestle a few times on like superstars. He's not bad. He's great in the ring. He's tr- you know he's heart. By, never, he's a heart by proxy. Mm-hmm. He just doesn't have any charisma, which is why I think he keeps getting buried. You know, he just doesn't when he's when he's on the mic or in between matches. You're not really that interested in what he has to do. You just you like to see him wrestle. You know, that's how I feel. Yeah, I've never seen him talk, but I did think he had a few. You know, impress especially when you're watching superstars. It was like, damn, that's some A material for a D show. Absolutely, yeah. No, he is now in a tag team with <coughs> Justin Gabriel. Former Nexus member. Um, if Two flyers, I see it. Kind yeah, of. If Justin Gabriel and Tyson Kidd win the titles today, Justin Gabriel will be a four-time champion. That's we discussed this previously, and I think it's going to be the, the quintessential lament of this of this show will be the absolute shithole of a state that the tag team division is in it's it's mind-boggling to me yeah even just the value of all titles i mean the very sentence that justin gabriel is a four-time champion when brett the hitman Hart held the wwe title five times booker t is five time you know you know it's i know it's not the same title but you know what i mean yeah. <laughs> uh, there's no there's no need to panic though because in just a few short minutes Epico and Primo, the guys who lost both of them got beat up by Big Show last week are still tag team champions. Hooray. All right. The bronze, belt, the bronze belts keep their 
um, their worth. Exactly. Yes. It's, yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, WrestleMania 28 pay-per-view now kicks off as Lillian Garcia sings America the Beautiful. I like the America the Beautiful at the beginning of Mania. Kind of kind of gives me goosebumps a little bit. Why don't they sing the national anthem though? I, I've, I don't understand. I've never understood that. Yeah, uh, as to why it's not the national anthem, I'm not sure. But I know that somebody uh, who uh, I hate that I don't know, uh, Sam, uh, somebody sang "America the Beautiful" at WrestleMania one, uh, which Vince then took on as a, tradi- a tradition, and that's why it's sung at every Mania as opposed to the anthem. It wasn't Liberace, was it? <laughs> it might. Does he say America? America. Yeah. Uh, You're super duper swell. <laughs> yeah, no, I think it might have been Aretha Franklin, to be honest. May okay, yeah, I think she was there. Yeah, I think she sang. But so anyway, that's the you know they do it at every mania, which you know I kind of like as much as I usually don't enjoy the whole we're behind our military, uh, pro American angle they do sometimes. I mean, it just feels a little bit forced sometimes. Um, but yeah, I, it feeds into that you know that whole propaganda thing that sometimes makes me feel uncomfortable about the WWE. Yeah, exactly. This <laughs> like this, you're like so you're, you're kind of watching a TV show that Stalin produced. Yeah, exactly. This I'm okay with though. Uh, kind of because you, as we said last week on SmartWorks, I wasn't totally excited yet. I was kind of up and down. Um, mm-hmm. During the weekend, uh, after working with friends who were also going to watch, my excitement built all the way up, and I was finally excited. I uh, legally acquired the file the next morning. No, I didn't. I just downloaded it. Fuck you, Vince. I didn't pay, <laughs> I didn't pay a penny for this, and I got it in HD, bitch. Anyway. <laughs> I, I, I was waiting for HD. Um, it didn't end up turning up until about an hour left when I was watching it and it was like nine gigs so I was like oh fuck that I'm I'm glad I I didn't wait yeah Um, Mm. but yeah go on uh, yeah, I'm, I'm almost scared about what your reaction's going to be. Uh, so I no, uh, what was I say? Uh, basically, so the America the Beautiful segment with the USA and the Pride that you kind of felt kind of gave me goosebumps, and I was like, I sat watching and I thought, fuck yeah, it's WrestleMania, and it did look incredible, didn't it? The, oh. the, the open air They're, arena. Yeah, they the, always make it look amazing. I mean, their design team is phenomenal. I think I think open air WrestleMania has always looked the best. Anyway, just just even the aesthetic of the sun going down as the thing progresses. Yeah, I only have one problem with the sunlight, and we'll get into that uh, in a few okay. minutes here. But yeah, so the, the stadium looks great. I'm excited. I'm ready to go. Um, I'd already seen that they were going to do the world heavyweight title match first, um, so I knew that was going down. I was all you know. I was kind of saddened that it wasn't going to be Punk Jericho. But I thought maybe they're going to let him have a solid match. They bumped him to the dark match last year, and then they turned that into a battle royal. So these guys got screwed out of Mania last year. Uh, but luckily now Daniel Bryan's the champion. That, would, that wouldn't happen twice, would it? Uh, no, not a cor- no, no, no way. We got Daniel Bryan, Fitzy, is the world heavyweight champion. That's the big gold one. You know, it, it was held by Ric Flair, and it goes way back to the NWA championship. So and- you know, prestigious and worthy of at least... 10, 15 minutes? Yeah, you're on the same page as me. And, and his opponent is uh, a new up-and-comer, former WWE champion. More importantly, he won the Royal Rumble to earn himself a main event match at WrestleMania. So we're in for, we're in for a slobberknocker. This is going to be great, right? Oh, yeah. Strap in. <laughs> so the first thing I notice when these guys get into the ring is the amount that Daniel Bryan is over like crazy. The shot of him first getting in the ring is almost filled completely with yes signs. Yes signs. That was that was very cool. They went um, they went crazy for this guy. And he's Canadian, isn't he? 
Uh, I think he's American. I think. Okay. Well, actually, maybe, yeah. I just realized his, his nickname is the American Dragon now, isn't it? Yeah, that's true. Sam. Yeah. Uh, for those of you who haven't caught up yet, uh, hashtag Eddie Phoenix Sam has been named our official historian. Yeah, he's the smart marks historian. Yeah, we just go to him whenever we, you know, so whenever we say Sam, it means we're asking him to look something up. And he always uh, he always writes uh, every week. I don't know if he sends you as well, but he always he writes. Does, yeah. Oh, yeah, he does. He's He's consistently awesome in that respect and he knows his shit absolutely and he'll be joining us later on tonight for his review as well and also he is the guy behind the team lee's team fitzy t-shirts which seriously made me laugh more than is probably healthy in a 24-hour period (laughs) absolutely it was great like I, i cackled i was proper tearing up with laughter watching that and then i or looking at that and then i called my friend aiden and in work and he said he was getting like he looked like an idiot laughing at work from it so that's amazing you can see those actually at smart marks s-m-r-t-s marks.blogspot.com i'll throw those up there so everyone can take a look that's our blog page by the way which will never have anything on it but it's there and good call with the spelling of that because i googled us uh, earlier on um and we are the first hit if you Boom. just type in S-M-R-T-M-A-R-K-S. Boosh. Speaking of first hit, segue, bell rings, <laughs> Sheamus kicks Daniel Bryan in the head, pins him, 18 seconds, new world heavyweight champion. Your thoughts, being a fellow Irishman. <clears throat> okay. F- first and foremost, I will say it was the result I wanted. You knew that. I, I, I like Daniel Bryan, but obviously I wanted my boy to win it. I yep, love Sheamus. Absolutely. I think he's great. I think he's great. Having said that, it was a fucking disgrace an absolute disgrace because it made but it didn't even make Seamus look good like that wasn't it wasn't like it was the Undertaker appearing out of nowhere and tombstoning Hulk Hogan you know beating him in 10 seconds or something to make him look like this unstoppable force we know that Daniel Bryan is beatable and we know that Seamus is beatable as well you know less so but like so it wasn't like you were trying to make him look like this unstoppable force no it was just pointless apparently Vince wanted to make some sort of record like he wanted to be to be the the quickest title change at a pay per view at a WrestleMania ever, but he even failed at that because apparently the the cruiserweight or maybe the maybe the US some title, um, Kane beat Chavo Guerrero for it in eight seconds back yeah. in WrestleMania something or other. That was the ECW Championship, I believe. Oh, okay, <clears throat> so Sam. you know he even failed. For, yes, um, <laughs> he, he even failed in his you know um in his, in that small task. Which was your charge to to get into Big Lebowski? Yeah, okay. but Vince is all about records and shit. If you really want to make a record like that, make fucking Santino fight somebody big and stupid. Or if you want to make a record, get into an industry where they matter, where it's not a script. <laughs> yeah, don't. It's not a record if you wrote it to be a record. It it, it, it it's meaningless. It's as meaningless as a fucking you know uh, arbitrarily named Hall of Fame without an actual building. Yes, it's it's utterly pointless. Absolutely. So pointless. so it was just shit. Like I mean, I would have liked to have seen some technical shit from Daniel Bryan, some bruising from Sheamus, and then and then have Sheamus, you know, of course beat him with a bro kick or that fucking painful as shit backwards body slam thing, whatever it is. I can't remember what they call it, but you know, at least give them. You could have you could have still done what they're going to do, where he's going to blame AJ. You could have still given him a ten minute match and then have her do something innocently and accidentally cause him to lose, and then you could have still the same the same storyline. But it was especially and I, just to jump forward a little, but we'll we'll we won't jump forward permanently. But when I was watching fucking 
cock and balls Kelly and Florida, which is what I will call him. I will never call him by the name he seems to want to be called. <laughs> Florida? Florida, yeah. <laughs> when I was watching those two fucking douchebags perform piece of shit songs to a crowd who was actively booing them, I, and, and I counted it. When the last match was coming up, I checked on the timer and there was 53 minutes left in WrestleMania when they were building up to the entrance of CNN Rock. So I was like, fuck, this is going to be long or, um, you know, there'll be a long montage afterwards. So I, from the time it took Cock and Balls Kelly to start singing or whatever the fuck he does. Machine Gun Kelly. Yeah. <laughs> to the time Rock actually came out after Florida's bullshit. It's the same way I won't call management MGMT. <laughs> it's wank. <laughs> but to the time it took Rock to come out was 15 minutes there were the 53 minutes when Cock and Balls Kelly started singing 38 minutes left when The Rock finally came out to If You Smell 15 minutes wasted on that shit yeah and but yet they couldn't give 15 minutes to the World Heavyweight Championship couldn't even give a fu- a minute they couldn't even give it a Divas match oh Divas get longer. Divas on SmackDown get more time than they did. I got a beef with the Divas match, too, which shows you how much I must be upset oh, by fa- it. I fast-forwarded it. Oh, dude. <laughs> I, I didn't because it was Mania, and I promised myself I wouldn't fast-forward anything, and I even found something in the Divas match to be angry about. Okay. Oh, good Lord. <laughs> no, we didn't have time for that match because we jumped to the locker room where Team Laurinaitis is there. Miz is trying to... Excuse me, Miz is trying to get everybody hyped up. They go back to their uh, discussions. David Otunga interrupts them. Who does? Who, by the way, I think is Team Fitzy, if I remember correctly. David Otunga. <laughs> yes. Douche. He. Uh, he. Uh, what? Well, he kind of does like an. He made me think of Saturday Night Live. You know the bodybuilder gimmick they used to do. Uh, that would be a show that <clears throat> never traveled over here. Yeah. Um, I may have seen two episodes in my life, but I know of the show. Yeah, it was just really like overhyped, muscly guys that would say, the beach is that way, and they'd be posing. <laughs> and, and that's kind of what he did with his coffee cup. He kind of posed. I, I, I can't remember now, and I wish I'd made more notes, but um, I was watching it with uh, Aiden and Bruce, so it was kind of a bit more of a social thing. But he did make me laugh once or twice, and I've kind of started to warn to him as almost a kind of a joke uh, heel. Yeah. He he seems to have a bit of a you know tongue in cheek thing going on at the moment, which you know would definitely help him get over because ain't nobody going to take him seriously. No, nobody. He's Jennifer Hudson's husband, like for fuck's sake. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so basically, they just do John, John Laurinaitis doing a hype up for uh, for their big match tonight. Which of course, if he wins, if his team wins, he'll takes over control of Raw and SmackDown. Um, now we get how long are we into the show by now? Five minutes. Ten minutes without the or five minutes without the music and everything. The Lillian Garcia singing. Well, I know the I know that um, because before my friends came over, I I said you you know when you you know when you're, you're planning to watch it with friends, but you want to see like the first maybe first twenty seconds of wrestling, like literally, like you want to watch the first, you want to hear the first bell and get, see you know the start of it just to kind of get yourself hyped before your friends arrive hours later. Yeah. So I did that with the Daniel Bryan match, uh, the, the Seamus Daniel Bryan match, and no joke, I saw the result and my jaw dropped. I was like, oh, was, "Huh?" And this was I had to wait like five or six more hours to watch WrestleMania, and I felt like a, a fucking asshole. I was like, you know, because I would have liked to have experienced that shock with them. But, yeah, because um, you kind of almost ruined it for yourself, almost. Exactly, yeah. Um, because, you know, as a shock, it worked. And then after the first five seconds wore off, you were like, 
wait a minute, that's a chip. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, the first thing so, I thought was Swerve, again, but every time I think a Swerve storyline, it never happens. But I thought somebody was going to come out, restart the match, uh, or later in the night, they'd make them do it again. I that thought, was my thought as well. Yeah, I thought potentially Team Teddy could win, and then Teddy Long could say, my first thing in this thing, player, is to restart that heavyweight championship match. My boy Daniel Bryan deserves better. Sheamus deserves better. Like that kind of thing. Holla, holla. And, um, yeah, that, that, I was thinking the exact same thing. Um, Something along those lines. Not that Teddy would win. I I knew that was a done deal because it just makes more sense. No, it does. I was just reaching for it. But but I did think there would be some sort of re- reinstatement of the match. But um, so yeah, though that was ten minutes when Sheamus won. That was ten minutes. So we're talking about maybe twelve minutes. Okay, so at twelve minutes in, we get a commercial for WrestleMania twenty nine. Yeah, New York and New Jersey, but it's in New Jersey. Which was like a slap in the face. It was like, listen, I know this sucks so far, but we're going to do it again next year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but you're going to forget about this in 365, and you're going to be hyped as shit when Lillian Garcia sings again. Yeah, fucking horse face. Um, <laughs> all right. her, and, her and fucking Eve should have a lesbian baby together. They oh. give birth to a pure horse. Oh. <laughs> Disgusting. <laughs> um all right, we go back to the ring, and we've got Kane versus Randy Orton. Herein lies my problem with, well, first off, why does this match even need to exist to take up time on the card? Um, second off, it's daylight, and here comes Kane. Yeah. <laughs> you know what he looked like? He didn't look like the monster. He looked like the kid who's a little bit too eager on Halloween and goes out in his costume just a little bit too early, and everyone's like, what the fuck is that guy wearing? It's 3 o'clock in the afternoon. He's dressed like Aquaman. Like those kids that Jamie Lee Curtis sees at the start of Halloween that makes her talk to herself. <laughs> that kind of deal. I was just like, he looks like a Halloween costume in the summer. Yep. That yeah, the match was shit, but um, I did like the choke slam from the top rope. Yeah, that was pretty good. That was, that was good, and I was genuinely surprised that Orton lost. Yo, yeah, I was as well. Um, just to jump back for a split second, during the Team Laurinaitis promo, I remember the crowd was chanting bullshit at that point. Really? Yeah, so it was bullshit for, you know, 15 seconds. That was their chant. Uh, I mentioned that because, of course, throughout the Randy Orton-Kane match, we're getting Daniel Bryan chants, we're getting yes chants. Yeah. They basically want Daniel Bryan back. I, I think that that might inadvertently make yes into as big a chant as what because of uh, Vince's stupid decision. Absolutely. And when we get on to the next edition of Raw, we'll also hear more from yes. Um now we go to, oh yeah, so Kane wins after a pretty nasty-looking uh, chokeslam from the second rope, which was great. Uh, but overall, a terrible match. Didn't need to happen. Well, I, I think Randy Orton, I'm sorry, I'm just, I'm done with him completely. I don't care at all for his stupid fucking bottle tan, his sleeve tattoos, and his terrible moveset. Uh, I hate his standing clothesline with no run-up. Yeah, yeah. And I hate that little DDT that he does where the feet have to be propped up on the second ropes. Because it just looked like it in no way can you suspend your disbelief enough to believe that that's a real move where the victim of it was in no way uh, complicit in its prep. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's such bullshit. And he did it twice to Kane. Like, um, I was, again, I was convinced that uh, that Kane would win because he got a choke slam down and a big boot down. Um, 
and yet still didn't manage to pin him and, and Randy still hadn't hit the RKO so I was like well of course now they're just going to make him hit the RKO and then he'll pin him um, but he never got one in which is weird. No, uh, both of these guys. Uh, I think Randy Orton needs to disappear and come back in a year as a slightly, you know, back to the the crazy guy again. The, the you know the 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 real rattlesnake character, the psycho character. Uh, but he needs to go away for a while. He needs months and months away so that he becomes fresh again. Uh, and Kane needs to just go away. I respect Glenn Jacobs and how much he's done, but this character, man. I mean, hello, hello. Yeah, yeah, you're back. Sorry, All there right. was a bit of a delay. Cool. Uh, yeah, so no, I was just basically say like Kane as a character uh, needs to just finish. Um, I mean, we're barely getting away with the Undertaker as a character. Kane is just a poor version of that. Um, Kane needs to just step out. Glenn Jacobs, I respect, but he needs to just you know. Yeah, he's getting old, and th- they're not they're not booking him properly. So what's the point anymore? They're yeah. not going to book him as some nightmarish terror anymore they're just going to book him as you know a more agile great Cali with a mask yeah so they he should just become an agent and work in the back and you know help out that way um or, or return as isaac yankum <laughs> yeah exactly but no they don't have that plan because kane pins him clean um now we go to a backstage comedy segment <sighs> with uh santino morella mick foley and some and motherfucker some from the deadliest catch television show. Oh right, okay. I I I, I don't know it, but I know they catch crabs. Yeah, I don't, and I don't mean STDs. No, they uh, they have in the background the deadliest catch logo. So this is obviously a paid advertisement. So we're probably about twenty minutes in now, and we're seeing a commercial. Um, another another one. Keeping in mind, if you're in the states, you paid upwards of sixty five dollars for this. Yeah, this is. Yeah, I'm glad I didn't pay for this, but I yeah. did enjoy. I did enjoy it more than you did. Um, by the way, feel free to jump in and give your, you know, your positive thoughts anytime you want. You know, I'm being fairly negative. Wait, see, so far there's not really any. <laughs> I did give you my positive thoughts. The top row clothesline was good. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. <laughs> the good shit comes later. <laughs> uh, next up, we've got the WWE Intercontinental Title match as the Big Show is taking on Cody Rhodes. Uh, love his new uh, Daniel Bryan ripoff leather uh, full length. Absolutely, I love. It. He's. I know that he said that that whole gim, that whole look he's going for is inspired by comic books because he's a comic book geek. Oh, okay, I didn't know that. Um, so that's why I remember the last one he had as well, the very like dark purple one that almost looked like Daredevil. Um, pretty ah. cool. I wonder was there some uh, what's up, bro? Nothing, bro. When Daniel Bryan first saw that that get up, though, yeah, be like, yeah. <laughs> quite similar. Especially the, even the Cody Rhodes, the CR on the thing looked a bit kind of a bit, a bit similar. But fuck it, I mean, if they're okay with it, he, he does look good in it. Like, and then when he took it off, my first thought was, damn, Cody Rhodes must have gotten his jeans from the mother's side <laughs> because <laughs> he definitely didn't get Dusty or Donald or Dusty or Dustin's fucking DNA. No, I just wish he'd wear. I, I wish he'd wear pants though. I don't know. I think once he got the knee pads, it looks good in them. I mean, it's not like Jericho with the little ding, 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 ding <laughs> uh, legs. No. Uh, oh man, I think he just. I think the color scheme he's using and the look he's going for would look so much cooler on tights. Maybe, I guess because I've not I've not seen him in tights. So um, I don't know that I have either. It just sort of maybe I'm just I trying to have. T- what- I think he's tall enough, and his body is proportioned in such a way that his legs look long enough to pull off. Panties. I was like, oh. <laughs> you think he's hot, don't you? Oh, it's so hot. But um, but you know what I mean. You, you like like 
uh, Chris Benoit, you know, he who shall not be named, he's like Voldemort in WWE now. Mm-hmm. Um, he would have looked ridiculous with uh, with panties, as did Dean Malenko because of his ridiculously short legs. Yes, I think you have to be proportioned. You don't even have to be tall. You just have to be properly proportioned to be able to pull it off. Um, and people with short legs should not wear them because it makes them look even shorter and stumpier and ridiculous. Agreed. Um, so we go to this match, which, whatever. Um, anything you want to say about this match, or should we just go to the big finish? It was definitely a surprise, the result. Yeah. yeah. As we had said on Smart Marks, we assumed that um, Cody Rhodes would retain, but... Yeah, absolutely. I mean, unless maybe they're going to make push him for a world heavyweight title spot now which obviously you know the prestige of those two belts is almost interchangeable at this stage because the IC title got a proper match at least yeah so you could you could absolutely see Cody Rhodes going uh, fighting against Sheamus now on Smackdown for the title yeah yeah you definitely could I, I still I don't like the outcome of this match I you know. No, I'm not. I'm not happy he got the. I mean, even for aesthetic aesthetic reasons, the belt looked good on him because of the white leather. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it just fit him. It looked good on him, and yeah, they're not doing anything with the belt anyway. So why not just leave it on him for a bit? You know. And you know, if you're not going to do something with something, definitely give it to the Big Show because he ain't going to do anything with it either. No, exactly. I, uh, I like that. again. I, I would. I would imagine Big Show would be a fantastic drinking buddy, and he's probably a really nice guy. But I'm. I'm also done with him as a performer. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I a lot of these wrestlers that we talk about and I say that I hate them, I still respect the worker in them. I still respect the guy that goes out there and busts his ass for wrestling. Uh, yeah. It's more a direction. Sometimes it's a direction at the character. You're, talk- you're talking about the character and the entertainment value. Exactly. And when I'm not talking about the character, I will be specific. Uh, yeah, com- coming course. up later tonight. Uh, so, like when I say I say Shawn Michaels is a piece of shit. <laughs> yeah, when you talk out of your arse, as they say. <laughs> Uh, next up, Beth Phoenix and Eve Torres taking on Kelly Kelly and Maria Menounos, who shall now forth be known as the bitch who hosts Extra. Uh, Fitzy fast forwarded. I have no, I had no idea who she was, and for some reason, and because I fast forward all the diva related stuff usually, I somehow picked up that she used to be a WWE diva, but now wasn't, but was coming back. But apparently, that's absolute bollocks. Am I right? Yeah, she had one match. She wrestled for WWE once before. Oh, okay. And was that also a guest capacity? Yeah, exactly. And it was also shit. Okay. Uh, one funny moment in this match was uh, Maria... Manu- oh, sorry. The bitch who hosts Extra uh, did, a, <laughs> did a stink face in the corner. Uh, and as she stink pulled away... doesn't work if you've got a pert, sexy ass. I know. Speaking of that, <laughs> Kelly Kelly, if she gave me the stink face, you know what I would do? Hold on to her and never let her stop? Uh, <laughs> yeah. I would motorboat her butt cheeks. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so anyway, yeah, she did. I would, the- I would applaud you while you did it, which would make it creepy because that would mean I was watching you getting motorboated anally <laughs> by Kelly Kelly. But I'd be okay with it. Next, My bros. Yeah, next week on Smart Marks. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's 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 a Smart Marks poster right there. Me motorboating Kelly Kelly's butt while you watch and applaud. <laughs> yeah, Sam. Sam. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, what was I saying? Oh, so the stink face, but as she pulls away, she's got makeup on her white pants. Huh? So, so she like oh, so okay, I got you. I so she's you. got like a brown smudge on her arse. <laughs> um, and then um, the bitch who hosts extra pins your divas champion for the win. 
Oh, wow, really? Uh, again, we just fast-forwarded to see what who who won, but we didn't actually watch the pin. So, again, titles mean nothing in the WWE. Your Divas champ, and I know that the Divas title, of all of them, means nothing. But Dude, it's a, it's a butterfly on some leather. Your champion got pinned by a guest star. With broken ribs. Pathetic. Yeah. But, but champions getting pinned by guest stars, we will also come back to <laughs> when I'm on a therapist chair. <laughs> Um, you sure you don't want to pause and take a Xanax before we continue this? No, no, we're good. If we stop, we'll never get back to it. Because <laughs> I'll just go get in the bath, turn on my chemical romance, and end it all. Oh, God. <laughs> Not that you went into the bath to kill yourself. Just listening to my chemical romance makes you want to commit suicide. Exactly, yeah. It's clever. Um now we go back to Matt Stryker's backstage with Shawn Michaels, and uh, he's got his referee shirt on, and he says, isn't it ironic that I have the power to end the streak? I say, no, because you've told us every week you've been on Raw. Yeah. And, and who are you looking at, Sean? The camera's here. Yeah, which eye am I supposed to look at? <laughs> I'm going to let you have that one, and then, then when we're done making fun of Shawn Michaels, all right? You'll be surprised. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, I, honestly, you'll be surprised in that, uh, you know, I, I do give credit where it's due, but we'll talk later. Okay. Uh, Justin Roberts is in the ring, and he announces a new record attendance, which is... Uh, which is um, uh, 78,000 something, something, something. Yeah, 78,363, which is, I'm now hearing, a fudged number by at least 10,000. Are you serious? Yeah, they've done it before, though. I mean, the biggest one is 93,000, which was... That, was, was that two or three? Uh, three, two, three, Sam. Oh no, two was in two different places, wasn't it? Yeah, so I believe it was three. Three, okay. Um, but they said ninety-three thousand, and uh, I don't believe oh. it was. At Actually, yeah, to go back as well, that was something I meant to mention. I think there might have been uh, disappointing ticket sales or some issue with attendance because they made a lot of a uh, they made a big deal to say at the start of the, perf- the the start of WrestleMania that there were still fans coming in because as they were sweeping over the stadium with the cameras, there were lots of empty chairs. Yeah, actually. You're they, right. made, yeah. they said it like two or three times. Like yeah. the people are still coming into the arena. They're packing in, and it's like it's like why? Like that, that happens with any live performance. So why would you have to state this? Uh, and also, it's either really bad um, organization to not have the full crowd in before you start the fucking show, or they're trying to cover for the fact that there wasn't as many people there as they would have hoped. Yeah, exactly. I think it. Yeah, you're absolutely right. I think it may also be related to another one of Vince's. Rules or whatever. I'm sure that they have a a hard start of 7 p.m. Regardless, otherwise you're right. They could just delay the event by a few minutes uh, yeah. and let it fill up a little more. But uh, I'm sure that's related to how much it also costs to go over on pay per view and things like that. Right. Yeah. Probably. But in hindsight, it would be the better decision to just hold off for a few minutes. Exactly. Um, um, I was trying. I, I, I can't imagine. I suppose yeah, you've booked time for a pay per view channel, but I don't know how pay per views work uh, in America. But te- I mean, if it's a pay per view. Isn't it a channel that's kind of devoted, like Sky Box Office kind of thing, that's devoted to pay-per-views? So if you go over a bit, you're not exactly getting in the way of any other show. No, I don't. Yeah, I, you're right there. Um, but I, I, I could be wrong. But I think from what I've heard, is it costs even though there isn't a schedule as to say, you know. Uh, but apparently, it, the ch- the fines or the overage charges are huge for a company to go over on a pay-per-view. <coughs> oh, okay. Uh, but I, I don't really know why. I mean, you're right. There isn't really a hard schedule at all, is there? No, um, it's not like it's not like they're gonna interrupt the news or some fucking chat show. 
Yeah, so they put on, they announced 78,363 fans. Uh, we got a huge pyro display. Uh, funny that the pyro worked for the fake announcement. I'll come back to that in a second. Uh, we get my first positive for WrestleMania 28 next. When Jim Ross is announced. That gave me a fanboy boner. Absolutely. I thought for the first time since I got goosebumps from America the Beautiful, I thought, it's fucking WrestleMania time, baby. <laughs> and you weren't, you weren't, well, I maybe you did think different. I'll, you go on anyway. I'm, I'm going to, I'm trying to, I'm jumping on here. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, Jim Ross is going to announce, and uh, I'm now I'm super excited. And I know that regardless of what WrestleMania does to me, this match will at least be great. Um, kind of like a girlfriend who, you know, she's kind of a starfish in bed, but she gives a good blowjob. She's kind of a what in bed? Starfish, you know, they just kind of lay there. <laughs> And they don't really move very much. That's a good one. That's what she said. Uh, to, to the that's that's a good one, not to the stolen. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so Jim Ross is here. Should be the worst kleptomaniac ever. <laughs> <laughs> this is Hell in the Cell. Triple H taking on the Undertaker. And um, like I said, I know that regardless, this match is going to do everything. Shawn Michaels is making his way to the ring, and his pyro doesn't go off. Oh, is that what is that what that was? I thought they had chosen to put his pyro like at the top of the stadium or something. I didn't know what the fuck was going on there. Yeah, no, there was only two pops. <coughs> one right on the way upper right and one way up on the upper left. But I'm sure that they intended to have more because it was literally just bang, bang. It was, and then he did the weirdest and Aiden made me made me mention this to you on, on air. The weirdest old man shimmy I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, he's getting old, man. No, but he was doing some weird fucking moves, like, like, like your uncle at a wedding kind of shit. It was, it was embarrassing. <laughs> it was just weird. Um, uh, but yeah, that's the end of my HBK rants. <laughs> we were all the three of us were watching that, thinking it looked odd. Well, thanks to Aiden for mentioning, for making you mention that. Then, <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> So we got. Oh, he loves he loves HBK, but or he did back in the day. I think he I think he thinks it's shit now. But but anyway. Remember back in the day. <laughs> uh, where were we? Oh, so we get the entrances. I thought uh, Triple H's was a bit whack. It was kind of like a an old, a, a, a really makeshift little entrance that he had. Yeah, it was like a little Santa's grotto thing. Yeah, it wasn't good. Uh, but Undertaker is now on his way out, and I thought his uh, his jacket, his entrance gear, was phenomenal. It was. He looked like a samurai from hell. It was awesome. It was um, yeah, incredible. And that was my first. Other than Jim Ross, that was my feudal Japan nightmare shit. It was fucking incredible. Absolutely. Uh, so my second pop of the night was for that. It was great. Um, and uh, he gets into the ring, reveals that he has a shaved head, which and he looks badass. He does look like a bad motherfucker. Um, With the faux hawk and everything, he yeah, fantastic. Yeah, he's uh, he's every time I see him up close now, I realize how old he's starting to look. Yeah, um, starting to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, they stare down in the ring, and as the uh, they look up, and as the cage starts to load or starts to lower, um, you get the worst cut in of Metallica ever. Well, any cut-in of Metallica is pretty bad, as far as I'm concerned. But, Touché. Yeah. But it wasn't even on time. I think they cut off the beginning of the beat, again, being a musician. It just sounded awful. Yeah. They used to have that really creepy music when the cage came down, which was just like a... Exactly. 
I was disappointed when that didn't play. Like I've that's so understated whenever they play that. I'm sometimes convinced because it's always just the one note. I was sometimes convinced that it was just like a mechanical noise of the cage being lowered. <laughs> no, it's definitely a song and we used it actually when I was doing indie wrestling. Uh we were is doing Is it actually a song or is it just a long running one bass note over and over again yeah i guess i mean it's it's it is technically just a one note looping so i don't know if you can consider it a song um but it's you know it's about three minutes it's available on like one of the wwe anthologies um so they call it its own theme oh okay Uh, and so fair enough i I wasn't aware but yeah yeah, it's it, it is awesome and imposing and i was hoping they would play it again yeah i uh when i ring announced for an indie wrestling show we were doing our main event was a ten thousand thumbtack match where we were going to cover the ring at thumbtacks jesus christ uh and during sounds painful yeah at the beginning of the show like before the show started and in the intermission we had that bum 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 playing (laughs) and i went around the crowd with a wireless mic and had people looking in this giant bag of thumbtacks and like picking one out and proving with the mic to everyone that it was real thumbtacks that kind of deal jesus like you sir uh what do you see in this bag and he's like it's fucking thumbtacks man shit Uh, it's, it, it, yeah, it's available on YouTube if you just look up 10,000 Thumbtack Match. Uh, will, you'll find it, and I'm the ring announcer. Very exciting. Um, anyway, sorry, we're sidetracked again. So I think uh, Taker should have brought the cage down. Just like he brought the lights up, they should have kept his music on, he should have walked to the middle of the ring and gestured for the cage to come down. Yes. Because then that kind of like, my house, bitch. Yeah, indeed. Welcome to my backyard. Uh, the, uh, they ring the bell and the match starts and uh, right off the bat it's got big match feel it's got big the crowd's into it um, it's great uh, you do start to notice pretty much right away that it didn't really need to be hell in the cell no I mean there were never uh, Aiden was really kind of hoping for some out of the cage action but I was like there's no way that the and he was like man there has to be some big bump to really like separate this match from the rest of it and I was like there's no fucking way that either Taker or Triple H I don't even know if Taker could climb a cage anymore but if, even if he could there's no way you're getting any sort of Mick Foley into a into an announce table bullshit no not for my he, he, he was internal eternal optimist but it didn't happen but still this match was fucking amazing yeah it was great uh, tr- uh t- taker did take a one nasty bump when he back when he took a back body drop or whatever it was yes. onto the stairs that was that got a collective ooh yeah cause <laughs> you're like you can't be throwing taker down like that man yeah he's old he's gonna sell real estate tomorrow <laughs> that's right don't hurt that motherfucker um, but, uh, and even again like I said credit where it's due Shawn Michaels part I thought he played it really well I thought uh, it was a really cool angle they played when it finally came down to it like it wasn't some cheap uh, DX kind of I was even joking before the match started it's like do you think it would be too uh, obvious if uh, Taker and uh, or sorry Triple H and Shawn Michaels both came down to the at the same time to the DX music <laughs> <laughs> with the with the DX wristbands and everything of course yeah like just totally like so, like not even pretending that they're not gonna <laughs> they're not gonna screw them <laughs> yeah um, but, uh, but it was it was a good angle like they, they he played it well and I kind of liked the way he kind of he kind of went to shit in the middle of the, the match yeah like, it was great he just literally sat in the corner and cried at one point yeah. <laughs> which was I mean it sounds terrible but it worked it really did work it um, was fantastic and then like I don't know how they do it every time like first of all I was saying like I think for the, for the five previous years Taker's match has been the best whether it was Flair uh, Shawn Michaels Edge or the two Triple H's um 
th- it's always been the best match in the last five pay-per-views that I recall anyway Definitely. and this absolutely held up uh, its end in that respect because it was it was a phenomenal match like and uh, we and every single time like this is how well they they booked those matches is that I even believed Edge was going to break the streak in the middle of that in the middle of that game the middle of that fight because they, it was it was just played so well that you got into it like and you actually thought yeah this 150 pound fucking asshole is gonna yeah. end the taker streak and then afterwards you're like what a what a prick i was to believe that shit yeah but, i did the same during this match i was like holy shit triple h is gonna break the streak and the, the 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 one the one where i was like oh shit it's over it's done it cannot be any different actually it happened twice i was like there's no physical way this is not the end of this fight and this streak is now done was a a straight pin after a sledgehammer to the face and then b the super kick into the pedigree double whammy and and not non-delayed pin. i'm always a big one for the non-delayed pin you know like if the special move is hit and then it takes them five seconds to cover them you know but this was like it's like sweet chin music fucking pedigree pin one two kick out i was i was nearly pissing my pants i was so into it yeah I, this my heart was beating i was yeah. fucking crazy excited like i actually felt dizzy at one point i was <laughs> it was this match was why we are wrestling fans and why we stick around because uh, fuck yes it made us feel like timeless again like we were young again you know just totally like it was you don't you didn't think that you're a grown man you're a student or whatever you just thought i'm in this story right now and i'm just watching this story and this this man who is called an undertaker, despite the fact that he's never you know um, worked at any sort of funeral that I know of, and Triple H, a man who used to be from Connecticut, uh, yeah. <laughs> like we with all those things just go out the window. It's like <laughs> you totally buy into the entire thing. Yeah, uh, and uh, I thought also even uh, even like logistically the way that they built the cage in behind the LCD screen, LED screens or whatever, genius. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. I, th- I thought every step of this match was planned and storylined, proven by the fact that the mics, we had such good mics on them. You could hear them talking through the match saying, don't end the match, Sean, don't end the match, Sean. That that was, uh, as I said at the time, that was almost getting into Apollo Creed territory. <laughs> yeah, it was. I was at first, uh, like, I, for a split second, I thought, are they going to actually kill him? <laughs> like, will that be the storyline that they'll kill the Undertaker and that's how the streak was lost? Like, they'll drag a corpse out and then you'll just never see Mark Calloway on camera ever again. <laughs> yeah. Um, Triple H almost kills him with a chair. Yes. Which, that, was like, that was Rock versus Mankind I quit match levels of battery. Yeah, it was It was almost... It was disgusting. Um, yeah. If you are listening and you have any friends that still do the whole, man, don't you know wrestling's fake? That's some bullshit. Show them this match. More specifically, yep. show them the end when you can see Taker's back. Yeah, oh, th- uh, that had a fucking roots undertones was, <laughs> I believe I believe I, ordered, I, I believe I ordered the immortal words your name's Toby when he took his shirt off that was horrid <laughs> oh man um, the match is the match is great I mean like like Fitzy mentioned you know they do the super kick into the into the pedigree you think the match is finished um, Taker does finally come back around and get the win um he beats the shit out of Triple H first as well. That's what I liked about it. It wasn't like last year where it was a win against the odds. This is why this was the perfect uh, end to the trilogy. And I know they, they fought at WrestleMania 17, but I mean in this trilogy of three consecutive years. The second one was... Oh, Jesus, oh God, I'm such a geek, but I'm going to actually say this out loud. The second one was the Empire Strikes Back ending. <laughs> <laughs> 
where where they're the the good guys are in like and obviously because the streak is at stake undertaker is technically the face in this you know what i mean not yeah. that you love them both equally but you absolutely do not want triple h to beat the streak like if this was SummerSlam and it was for the belt you'd be happy for triple h to won to win if he deserved it but this is you know so it's the empire strikes back ending where there's hope because he did win but he's really fucked up and he has to be taken out in a stretcher but then the end of this one was like yes he got the shit kicked out of him but then he kicked the shit out of Triple H right back and, yeah. domi- and dominated him and then beat him you know what I mean like it was a proper this is a fucking victory un, you know unquestioned and he's the one that left, that's left standing you know what I mean yeah absolutely and he, he got busted open as well Triple H and he got cut open the hard way like he wasn't it wasn't a fake cut he literally got cut open uh, he didn't bleed very much because it was above his eye but he still had a legit cut on him yeah uh, which for a moment well, again I are you sure there wasn't a moment where he was lying down and and he could have cut himself then and then that's when you saw the cut right after I think he just didn't cut himself too deeply when he no, sliced I, I, when they cut themselves they cut they don't cut their eyebrow or anything they cut right on their forehead right at the hairline um, because that section will bleed like a bitch okay so I, I feel like it was a legit knock to the eyeball because it wasn't you know it, it could have been but it, to me it looked more like you know he actually got busted <laughs> open there was there was a section where he could have done it though. There was time for yeah. him when he was locked into the ring. Yeah, well, they're professionals at it, so there's always time for them to get away with it. Um, obviously, you know, wrestling is about fooling us. So, um, of course, I was totally sold on this entire match, though. Um, oh yeah, we like even had a, we even had a fake referee. Like we had a Shawn Michaels takes a ref bump, and another ref has to come in. Yes, and, and see that's especially when the the cage got opened. Then Aiden was like, "Oh fuck yeah, it's on! They're getting up there." I was like, "They can't get up there. They're they're too fucking old." Yeah, um, Taker does uh, choke slam that referee, which was great. Yeah, that oh yes, that is actually I forgot about that part of it. That was what I loved about this, it, because every time they surprise you with the streak and how he's not going to get beaten this time, I thought that that was going to be the thing. He was just going to keep kicking the shit out of the refs so that they couldn't finish the match so that he was just going to get destroyed again but there would be no physical way to end it because he keeps coming back and fucking fucking the ref up yeah um, that was amazing I thought that was great like because when he did that when he actually I can't remember what exactly did he do to Shawn Michaels when he when you first realised he was going to attack him was it a choke slam? I I I don't I don't remember exactly what he did, but um, but but that when when that happened, I was like, oh fuck, that's genius because it's no DQ, so he can't get disqualified for it, but it means he's safe while the ref's down, and I I really thought that was very clever writing. Absolutely, <laughs> um, Taker does get the the victory. Um, this is another moment where I got crazy goosebumps, is because I generally watch these things with headphones on to catch the extra stuff. Uh, he delivers the tombstone. He crosses Triple H's Hello? arms. But are you back with me? Hello, hello, hello. Yo. I'll, I'll, I'll do those. Yeah, there's a massive gap there. You said, can you hear me again? Yep. Yeah, you said so. You said that's when I got goosebumps because I love, and then you cut off, so I didn't hear that. All right. So yeah, the good. My next goosebumps moment was uh, he does the tombstone. He crosses yep. Triple H's arms across his chest, and then he says, "Thank you, brother." Did he? Yeah. Before he pins him, he said, "Thank you, brother," which gave Shit, me goosebumps. We'll- you see, we were pro- we were probably yelling at the TV and fucking swinging fists at that stage. So we were like, "Yeah, yeah." <laughs> we probably, so uh, it was it was a legit moment. It felt great, and it was just him saying, "Thank you, brother." 
I'm gonna I'm gonna look for that because I'm watching that again with my friend Steve on Friday. He hasn't seen it yet, and he uh, will probably avoid the spoiler. So I'm gonna be watching the whole thing in high def on Friday night. So, yeah, it's definitely out there because I pointed out to Sam, and Sam said he could hear it as well. So it's definitely pretty audible once you know it's there. That's cool. Yeah, I think it's I think it's great. It was a great moment. Uh, then they kind of you know uh, Undertaker and Shawn Michaels helped Triple H out of the ring. Um, that was very, that was very touching. That was almost like when the click left. A little um, bit, yeah. It it kind of it was such a great match that it's you don't really want to pick holes in it. But it was kind of not Undertaker character e. But I guess it's sort of beyond that at this uh, point for him. Yeah, that that's that was irrelevant. I I think it was it was exactly what it needed to be that moment. You know the, that you know that was part that was part Mark Calloway acknowledging that's probably his last one or maybe his last one, and that's why it was so. You know it, he he didn't need to stay in character right at the end there. I I wouldn't say it's fault at all. No, it it was it was great, and this is when you can really see his back is just destroyed. Oh, it's it's he's going to be stinging in the oh, morning. Yeah. Uh, but uh, so Undertaker is twenty and zero at WrestleMania, which is makes perfect sense. The match was fantastic. That's exactly how it should have been. Uh, I wish Mania could have ended there for me. <clears throat> okay, fair enough. I would have thought. I mean, I. I yeah, I'll, I'll wait until you go on. <laughs> now, I'm a, I have a terrible habit of jumping the gun, but <laughs> well, now that I've seen this match, I wish this match this match should have gone on last. Um, I don't know if I necessarily agree with you, but like I definitely think from here on out, WrestleMania was a pretty solid view, like a pretty solid watch. Um, I mean it wasn't perfect, and things annoyed me, which I will go into as we as we discuss them. But I think all the the really terrible parts of of it were were up to this point, not after. All right, fair enough. Which is probably why we have such differing views on it because. Nothing that's happened so far could annoy you really badly, apart from the Daniel Bryan Sheamus debacle. <clears throat> so I'm I'm guessing you really hate the next two matches and or their surrounding nonsense. <laughs> yeah, well, I I like the next moment. We get the the Hall of Fame inductees for 2012. Um, really touching moment with Edge as he kind of lost it for a second and you know broke down a little bit. Um, yeah, and of course to see Ric Flair there. And I was just, oh God, please let Ric Flair come back, please, please, yes, please let Rick, please, because I know at Hall of Fame they were chanting something like "one more match" or "please come back." Uh, I I remember that also. I mean, I just want him to say "woo" and dance around the stage a bit, and I'll be happy. Exactly. He doesn't have to wrestle. Come back is just "woo." Yeah, give give his little shuffle. Yeah, and he said at the Hall of Fame that believe me, I want to. I I love the um. <laughs> I I'd never see. I, of course, I don't remember the Four Horsemen. I'm not going to pretend to be one of those fans that saw things that it was impossible for them to see. But um, <laughs> like, I hate that shit. Yeah, I love fucking NWA. How? How did you love NWA living in Dublin? <laughs> yeah, you can say you now love it retrospectively. Yeah, of course, but I'm not going to pretend I remembered it. So I, I kind of uh, made some kind of jibe. It was like the four, four, four horsemen, eh, with five of them. So they're going for the whole Jurassic 5 type uh, numerical inaccuracy angle. I'm guessing one of them left at one point and they replaced them with another. Possibly, yeah. <laughs> oh, I mean, no, there, there, was, there was technically five horsemen, yeah. Because there was a yeah, I think you're right. All, one of them left all the, the all the time. Uh, Sam. Yeah, yeah. I can't imagine that they were that stupid. <laughs> and I know Jurassic Five had a reason for it. I don't remember what it is. Um, 
and I'm not I'm not being shitty towards Jurassic Five. I fucking love them. I got, I've met Chatty Tuna a few times, and he's a really nice guy. But but they definitely there was a reason for the five being after their name, despite there being six. But I can't imagine there's a reason no. for five four horsemen. Uh, so I, I have to imagine that one of them left the stable. Yeah, you could be right. I uh, I also met Charlie Tuna. He was a fantastic guy. I don't think he's got one of the best voices in rap. Oh, he's amazing. He's also the happiest man in hip hop. Definitely. Yeah, and he's he's just so friendly and laid back, and he 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 was an MC for a, for a hip hop night, and I mean MC in the classic uh, master of ceremonies um, sense <laughs> for a hip hop night, where it was like um. Mad Lib was there and, and J Rock and stuff, but Mad Lib did like a 25 30 minute jazz drum solo at one point. But Charlie Tuna was just walking around the Tivoli Theater at and the bar and talking to people in the when he didn't have to go up on stage and talk and rap and stuff. He was just he came out for a smoke with us, like he's such a fucking sound dude. Yeah, he's he's just chill. I, I met him at a outdoor festival and he was, yeah, really, really cool. Um, a few seconds ago, you said there was nothing left in the show that was really kind of stupid and made you angry. Uh, Okay, go on. We go backstage to Josh Matthews, who is with Florida. Florida. And then Heath Slater comes over and starts... It didn't make me angry because it made him look stupid. And I like Heath Heath Ledger. Sorry, Heath Slater (laughs) looking stupid. (laughs) He got punched out by Florida. He got put. He got pushed like a bitch by a rapper. Yeah, and, then <laughs> and he's meant to be a fucking wrestler. I know. And then Tyler Rex and Kurt Hawkins came over and laughed at him. Uh, it's time for Team Laurenitis versus Team Teddy Long. Um, this we- match was. This match was a mess. Oh, it really was. I mean, what do you expect? Yeah, when like you there, was, there, was nothing, there was nothing anger-inducing about it. It was just dull. But it, but it was needed. You see, that, that it was the necessary get a beer segment after the absolute emotional roller coaster that was the Undertaker versus Triple H. Like I was, re- I was destroyed after that game, that match. I know. I I, I, I was I, done. I was almost like, I don't know how I can muster up this much uh, emotion for the next two matches, and it turned out I didn't. Not as much, but yeah, and unfortunately. I, so did the eighty thousand people there. They had the same problem. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, I was I was a mess, so I needed that uh, that downtime with the the team Johnny team Teddy match. Unfortunately, I, I was I was upset to see that it spilled out to the next match as well. But um, yeah, the 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 J- Teddy Johnny was a foregone conclusion. It ended maybe a bit more interestingly than I thought it would because at least it set up some sort of, um, you know, Zack Zach Ryder got a moment and, you know, whatever. It, it might have been nice to see him pin The Miz because it's not as if The Miz is doing anything at the moment. So, because it, it did seem to kind of get him a bit... Like, the fans who seem to have forgotten about him seem to care a, bit, a little bit again when it looked like he might have won for Team Teddy. Yeah. Um, and it kind of made me remember why I kind of liked the guy in the first place. He's kind of goofy and likable. You know what I mean? He's not. He's never going to be a fucking main eventer, but he is a very likable performer, Zack Ryder. Yeah, definitely. I agree. Um, and I love his YouTube show. I, I didn't. I've only maybe watched the first fifteen episodes because <clears throat> I I get bored easy with any YouTube show, even if I really like it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I'll still like. I'll still tell other people to watch it, even though I I haven't watched an episode in months. <laughs> um, but. But then, yeah, uh, what is it, Eve? What did she even do? She uh, just at the end she of the just ma- woo woo wooed with him, and that distracted him or something. Correct. Amazing. 
and then Miz gave him a skull crushing finale. But I mean, I, I don't mean what what did he do, what did she even do in that I didn't remember. I mean, what did she even do? As in, what was meant to be the thing that distracted a professional fighter supposedly uh, so much as to not let him perform the move that would win him. Yeah, the entire bout. He did the woo 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 with her. That's what she did. That's it. And then he looked at her or something. Is that a, he looked? I guess he was looking at her, and then Miz ran up behind him. But uh, such bullshit. So John Laurinaitis is the permanent general manager of SmackDown and Raw, which is the only logical outcome. They couldn't get rid of probably their you know their their Vince at the moment. That's exactly what he is. He's the Vince role. Exactly, uh, and, and then they, Eve kicks him in the nut. Kicks uh, Ryder in the nuts. Can you imagine if Raw was also filled with perfunctory, uh, you know, arbitrarily put together tag matches every week? <laughs> <laughs> it's it's like uh, I am the executive vice president of talent relations and the permanent general manager of Raw and and the blue one. <laughs> What's it called? And Thursday Night Thunder. No, it's uh, John. It's SmackDown. It's thir- Sunday Night Heat. No, and the and the permanent general manager of Monday Nitro. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, John, it's uh, Raw of Raw. That's what I said. You always contradict me. And <laughs> and thir- and uh, uh, <laughs> I love John Laurinaitis, so I gotta say, you well, uh, you love him for all the wrong reasons. <laughs> I know it's because I'm a prick. That's why I love him. <laughs> and uh, he's a talentless asshole. Congratulations on getting to Team Teddy Johnny. I'd love, I'd love if they just like you know after after like nearly nine months of him being in the show, be like, I am the interim general manager. <coughs> I am the interim general manager of Raw. <laughs> like, he just needed one good cough. <laughs> I am John Laurinaitis, and I'm having a stroke. <laughs> Falls to the floor, Cr- crunch. Um, I, I'm John Laurinaitis, and I have, <laughs> I have a, what's the word I'm looking for? Oh, it, oh god the joke's ruined <laughs> I can't think of the word I've just laurinitis myself out of a joke <laughs> good job Fitzy I'm proud of you welcome to welcome to the wrestling podcast called Smart Mark I mean Smart Marks <laughs> oh god I, I understand them all of you now <laughs> I know well, welcome to my world brother <laughs> so now our mutual love of John Laurinaitis and his yeah. friggin brother love suit that, that's exactly what Aiden said. Every time he turned up, we were going, I love you. I love you. Uh, coming up next is the match that has been rumored to be the Ricky the Dragon Steamboat versus Macho Man Randy Savage of this WrestleMania. Mm, yeah, not so much. No, lights go out. Uh, and it, basically, the guys come to the ring. Um, I think it, oh, CM Punk's entrance was pretty badass. Yeah, I mean, with the, the delayed riff with the fireworks and shit that was fucking that was tight. That was, I got I got some serious uh, fanboy goosebumps for that. Absolutely, yeah. I, was, so I, I, I mean, I'm again in case it's your first episode. I'm a total CM Punk fag balls, but <laughs> yeah, I, CM Punk's great though. I mean, he's fantastic. He is. Um, this match wasn't it wasn't terrible by any means, but the, I think the crowd I, was just I, dead. I, the crowd was dead, and they they just I I don't blame them. I was not I, I was pissed off that it happened, but at the same time, because I was feeling the way they were feeling, 
I could understand it. I was just like, I just don't like, I don't have, there's only certain amounts of those chemicals that a human body can produce over an evening. And they've just spent their entire, they've blown their wad on Undertaker Triple H, which, you know, the match deserved it. But then what do you do for the rest of the evening's product? Yeah. Like I say, it should, I feel like it should have gone last, but (laughs) maybe, well, but then they would have just spent it on Roxena. Yeah, but yeah, you're right. You know, either way, this match was like, doomed. Like, like that. Th- I mean, that is the one. That is the biggest problem of WrestleMania, and it's it's you know it's a problem that can't be solved because it's part of the very nature of the show is that it's four hours of pretty up tempo uh, entertainment. You know, it's not like a uh, like an NFL game where it's stop, start, stop, start, stop, start where it's more strategy based and that's why our baseball is the same very stop start game golf all these games are kind of very slow release of 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 your entertainment whereas wrestlemania is kind of like basketball or football level intensity but for fucking nfl golf um length of time and the human body just can't Unless you're drinking, which I wasn't. I, I decided against it in the end. Um, you can't keep up that level of excitement for four hours, no matter how good it is. And I thought it was a good match, Punk, Jericho. Especially the, the last five minutes was really good. Yeah, and definitely. The crowd got it. The crowd couldn't stay quiet any longer because it got that good near the end and they actually did get into it as much as they could definitely this match is a rewatcher it's like you know you go back and watch it again and you'll love oh, it oh yeah yeah now that you don't have to now that you're you're aware of the crowd is going to be quiet you can go back and just enjoy the wrestling because the two the dudes are fucking amazing together you know what I mean really great uh, Punk wins retains which is I'm really glad they didn't just bury Punk already yeah, too. Um, really really r- solid match just suffered that you know the crowd was just dead it was a, it was a victim of circumstance definitely but it's definitely worth watching if you haven't seen it go back and watch the match um, yes it's great I would almost recommend watching this Wrestlemania in pieces if you haven't already seen it um, don't sit down for four hours. Watch an hour. Skip the first hour. First off, um, start yeah. with the start with the Hell in the Cell and just watch it a little bit at a time. Yeah, true. I mean, I, I I would I would say outright that the Hell in the Cell, the Punk Jericho, and the Rock Cena matches are all worth watching. Absolutely. I don't know. I don't know what your opinion is yet, but yeah, we'll we'll get to the Rock Cena. But definitely, it was a good match. Solid. Uh, victim of its circumstances but no one can be blamed for that you can't blame the crowd for not being up for you know it's not like they weren't interested it's just you know there's only so much you can put into anything ladies (laughs) Um, now we get uh, it's ready now it's time right Rock versus John Cena this has been building for a year no first we get Brodus Clay and I love Brodus Clay and I love his entrance theme you telling me this didn't raise a giggle with you? Because me and Aiden were laughing our asses off. We I, enjoyed the shit out of this. I think I was. I, mean, I think I was too far gone into Grumpy Town. You see, you should have been watching it with us. Next WrestleMania, even if we can't get to New Jersey, you have to travel here. We have to travel there and watch with you because we're we're uh, infectious that way, contagious. Yeah, I'll I'll come to you, lads. Because um, fuck Wales. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't mean that. I take it back. No, I don't. <laughs> Um, you're, my favorite, you're my favorite Brits. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're my favorite Brit too. Oh fuck you, <laughs> you Canuck piece of shit. <laughs> oh man, uh, Brodus Clay says, "Hey man, take out your phone and let's call our mamas." You serious? Like not even a smirk? 
No, because it's business time. This could have gone at the beginning in the first hour. But it was funny, yo. That like, it's like what's gone is gone. No, we Don't just we just had Hell in a Cell WWE title match. We're building to the biggest match of all time, and we get but again, play. Like, like like the fucking the get a beer moment. You needed the you needed the. It's like a meal, yo. It's like a like a fucking seven course dinner in some fucking Michelin star restaurant. You need a palate cleanser between Punk Jericho and John and Cena Rock. Then show me it, Kelly Kelly's tits again. <laughs> or for the first time, <laughs> I, I just I, I thought it was properly placed because we were worried that we wouldn't be able to enjoy you know have the intensity for Punk Jericho and Rock Cena back to back, and I think that was perfect. I I didn't you know I think the fucking <clears throat> cocksucker Kelly and hey, uh, hey. Florida. Oh, oh, sorry, you meant Machine Gun Kelly. I thought you meant Kelly Kelly, and we were about to have a fight. Oh no no no! <laughs> so do not blaspheme the name of my woman. I won't. I never would because I don't. I don't like her as much as you. But I, I, I'm an admirer. Yeah, you'd watch. <laughs> I'm not lie. As we said, indeed. But uh, yeah, cocksucker Kelly in Florida. Um, uh, that was bullshit to me. Well, like we fast forwarded uh, MGK's part, so we didn't even hear about him supposedly dissing The Rock until I. I didn't hear about it until I watched Raw the next day, and they explained why he was being booed. Yeah, he, it's like I said last week on this very show. I told, I said he was going to get booed. Um, well, yeah, there's no other but finish. Then, but yeah, then he did run his mouth a little bit. Okay, it was. Some, I don't even remember, but it was something like, "Please welcome the man who's about to pin the rock." Blah blah blah. Um, okay, I thought it was funny because in the mix that you got at home, uh, his drum, the drum beat wasn't loud enough, or they were only giving you the monitor version of the drums because they sounded very like faded and tinny, almost making him sound like he was off beat. Okay. So that went well. Um, I think, I think um, another problem was that the song was shit. Yeah, totally. Um, <laughs> so like, that- remember when Motorhead used to play uh, fucking WrestleMania? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Remember when the, the the fucking theme song to WrestleMania would be fucking Limp Bizkit My Way? Which, you know, it's not high art, but at least it's a good fucking tune and it gets yeah. the blood pumping before a wrestling show. Yeah, and then there was... Not fucking some fake <laughs> fucking rent Rihanna bullshit fucking song with some crackhead asshole who can't even wear a fucking baseball cap gangster properly <laughs> it's like half off his head because the mohawk's in the way like you know this guy has taken dick after dick after dick to get to the top and he's meant to be the guy who's fucking ushering in the head of the company the biggest face in wwe yes that's him so, so that's Hence, cocksucker Kelly, or dick, or cock and balls Kelly. Fair enough. Yeah. After, so after we get Brodus Clay dancing with a bunch of mamas with giant Which asses, his, his mama. Funny that his mama was a twenty-five-year-old dancer in a bodysuit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, then, we, then we move on to the other performances that we'll just skip right over. We get what did you say it was? Fifteen minutes of music. It was yeah, from fifty-three minutes left to thirty-eight minutes left. Fifty-eight minutes was the start of. Uh, the announcement that Machine Gun Kelly was about to play, and then thirty-eight min- the the thirty-eight minute mark hit when if you smell hit. Wow! So so we've had about thirty minutes then with Brodus and this segment. Yeah. Wow. Um. So here they come for the biggest match in history. Um. What did you think of the match as a whole? What did you think of it? I, uh, I thought it was good. 
I actually I did. I mean, the, the, it was it was funny because what, what I said to the lads when because uh, you know the way all our talk leading up to it was like you know what fuck the rock his fucking mic work's been shit. Cena's been kicking his ass in the mic leading up to this. You know I think I want Cena to win, and as I said to them, it was funny once the match started. All that shit went out the window, and I was just like, fuck Cena. <laughs> There's no way I want that fucking wigger, fucking Boston asshole to, to beat the Rock at WrestleMania in his hometown. So I was totally up for the Rock once the, once the actual match started. But as I said to the lads as well, it was interesting that the Rock fell into his uh, versus Triple H mode, which basically means that he gets the shit kicked out of him for 90% of the match and then does a few moves of doom. Yeah. Like, the, 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 like you know, in other matches he would be more dominant sometimes, but The Rock against Triple H, it was always, it was always Triple H kicking his ass, and then The Rock somehow, some way coming back and giving him a rock bottom. Um, which was which was weird that it was happening with Cena, because I thought it would be a bit more the other way around. I think they, I thought they were going to try and book it to make Cena the the the, the underdog and therefore the uh, face through sympathy, if you know what I mean. Yeah, definitely. Um, so it was a back and forth match, not a bad match by any stretch, but definitely no, not. No, it was it was old school, and like I said, even before it started, I was like, "This is going to be some Hulk Hogan fucking test of strength for five minutes at the beginning bullshit," and it's exactly what it was with the pushing back and forth, and you know the thing you do when neither wrestler is particularly technically gifted. Yeah, and they also did the arm count three, you know, the dropping the arm twice. Yeah, which they haven't done in a long time. That was another classic. Yeah. Um, Aiden really thought it, that was it. Aiden thought uh, Cena was going to pull the rock back for a third middle of the ring STFU. Where I refuse to call it the STF. <coughs> um, and he thought he was going to pull him out for a third because he said that that's how Cena had beaten. Uh, I think he said he beat Triple H that way once by like just making him like three STFUs in a row and you know near ring, you know near rope break, near rope break, and then the third one he was just done. Yeah. Because it did look for a while like that the Rock was it was going to be just like he'll pass out, um, and that would have been an interesting way to make him lose it. But uh, I liked the way it went in the end. I thought it was kind of <coughs> cool that the it was almost uh, seen as hubris that made him lose, which yeah. was an interesting because usually he's you know forthright and muscle loyalty, suck my balls, uh, you know fucking all Mister Goody Goody Boy Scout, and it was like one moment of of uh, ego. Got got him his ass kicked at WrestleMania, which was interesting. Absolutely, we get a. There's at one point there was a same old shit chant at Cena. Yes, I saw. Which was great. That was, that was quite funny. Um, but yeah, as uh, as the Fitzosaurus said, uh, Cena goes to mock and goes for the five knuckle shuffle, but uh, the Rock gets up as he runs back, delivers um, the Rock bottom, and that's it. And it was actually Cena was going to go for the people's elbow, wasn't he? Uh, I don't know if he was going to go for the people's elbow or he was going to do some sort of bastardized five-knuckle shuffle if he's not going to have a half-and-half. Yeah, but either way, Rock gets up, catches him, nails the rock bottom for the win. So, um... So, for two years in a row, Cena's lost to the rock bottom at WrestleMania. (laughs) Yeah, and so we built this for a year. 365 days of a guest star coming in to face the biggest current star in WWE. Um, a guest star who, after the following nights, Raw will disappear back to Hollywood. Um, and he pinned your biggest star ever. Or uh, your busy, busy, bi- biggest current star. 
could it have ended on the other way, Reedy? In, in um, Cena losing to The Rock is. Uh, Someone made a good point on the Bleacher Report. Um, I don't know how much stock you hold in that website, but I, I, I like to read it uh, sometimes because it. I like the fact that it's like lots of different contributors. Some of them are better than others, of course. But um, ladies, he he said, <laughs> he said that um, Cena's a superstar, not a legend. So there was that kind of level difference. Like he's not, he's not, or ever, is never going to be. He's almost like, <clears throat> and I, I, I don't have firsthand uh, memories of this because we didn't have Sky in during the dark, dark years of WWF because um, our cable package in Dublin just didn't include Sky. Uh, Sky One, I mean, which is how we used to see all our wrestling, and so I didn't see the Lex Luger years. But I know he was the biggest guy at the time for a while, wasn't he? He was like, you know, obviously he was a big fish in a small pond kind of scenario, but he was the number one guy for a while, am I right? Yes. And I know he's never going to be as big as Cena, was never as big as Cena is now, but they were pointing out that, they didn't mention Lex Luger, but I'm just using that as an example, like that he's the biggest guy in the WWF, or the WWE rather, but he's never going to uh, be a big person for the ages like he's never going to be like a Hulk Hogan or a Stone Cold or The Rock or, Undertak- or Undertaker um, like in that after he's gone they're not going to really give a shit I know he's lasted a lot longer than Luger but in that that kind of resp- you know what I mean yeah yeah you're right I mean I don't I can see both sides of it but I just thought that The Rock winning was just uh, it was sad I mean he comes in, he's a movie star, he's coming in just back and forth. Cena told us in his own words over the last year that he has to win. If he doesn't win, he's nothing. He has to win this match. And I, I hate John Cena. I'm not a John Cena fan. I respect what he does, but I was I, I was on his side for this for this program because the only logical solution, it's the same as Roddy Piper for WrestleMania 1 said he wouldn't put over Mr. T. Because he said, no, that kills my business if he comes in here and lays me out. I know The Rock isn't Mr. T. I know The Rock's earned a little more respect than that. But I hate it. The Rock. Puts me over. But I hate that The Rock won. I hate it. Really? Yeah. I don't know. I just doesn't make any sense to me to have The Rock beat your number one guy. Does it not make sense in a business sense in that um, maybe Vince wants him to come back for a few more pay-per-views? Yeah, maybe. You know, but Rock could come back even if he lost. Yeah, it would. But, it, it hurts but, Rock a lot less to lose than it hurts Cena to lose. But, but but Dwayne Johnson might have been less inclined to come back if he'd been beaten at WrestleMania. Yeah, so now you're pandering to his ego, not to what you think's best for the product or for the storyline. Is that what it is? You know what I mean? Like if 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 you see, I also see. I also think this is a this is a it's a muddy subject. It's hard to get a black and white in it because of the hometown. Um, Angle like if it had been anywhere else but Miami, and he had won, I would agree with you. But the fact that it was in his hometown, um, to me, in hindsight, of course, I I thought that it was very possible that John Cena could win. But it, but now in hindsight, obviously it was just twenty twenty and all that bullshit. But I think it was only one real outcome. That he was, you know, Cena was never going to win. And I was hoping maybe it would feel. Something different, which is, you know, foreshadowing what we all have to talk about later for Raw. Um, but I, 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 I don't know. I was I was satisfied with it. I guess nothing was ever going to compare to The Undertaker, Triple H, but I thought um, it was as good as it could have been for two, as I said, limited performers. And Jesus Christ, The Rock's sharpshooter is the worst in the business. I know. Um, I was going to mention that, too. 
it, I've I've said it for years. Like it's I don't even know. That's like the fucking corky of, of sharpshooters right there. That I know. It, I know. Bret Hart said on Twitter a while ago that he respects The Rock, but he'd love to teach him how to do a sharpshooter. Yeah, I would love for Bret Hart to teach The Rock to do a sharpshooter. It's uh, yeah, it's fucking awful. It's it, I don't know what the hell. It's like a latter day Walls of Jericho. You know, which is the shitty Boston Crab. But although he did the proper one on CM Punk again for a while uh, during the match. Yeah. Which, I like the, the newer version where it kind of puts you, his knee on your head. Yeah, I think. I think and, and, I, and they don't, they talk about that not being the locked in version, which is confusing to me because that looks better than when it's locked in, so to speak. Yeah, it's almost, I think they've almost given it a different name. I think they've called it something different when he's got the head version and it's the walls of Jericho when he's right over on his back. Okay, fair um, enough. Something like that. But yeah, so the biggest match, uh, I did like that Cena kind of just rolled out to the ring and just stared. And just stared at the yeah. rock as if to be like, oh my god, I lost. Um, but that's that's the conclusion of WrestleMania 28, the biggest pay-per-view ever. Well, what, what do you go... Uh, people have been saying that as well, but what, what numbers are we using here to... I mean, they always hype it to be the biggest ever. So, was there any, was there some sort of record-breaking number here? No, no, not at I, all. No, not at all. They just kept saying it was the biggest one ever. This was supposed to be the biggest match, the biggest WrestleMania match of all time. Yeah, yeah well, they, they said really that did. a lot. Anyway, they, yeah, they really I mean, did. they said it in WrestleMania 17, but the difference was they weren't lying then. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I give WrestleMania 28 a four out of ten. I'd give it a seven. See, um, we're totally opposite. We're almost not opposite, but we're, we're not opposite. I mean, I, I, the difference is I was satisfied at the end. You weren't, I guess. Ladies, I, I <laughs> <laughs> always thinking two moves ahead. Boom, <laughs> ladies. <laughs> but, but um, yeah, I was definitely, I was definitely satisfied and emotionally spent and pretty fucking jaded after it. Go ahead, say it, ladies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But uh, I, yeah, I was happy and I kind of had fun with the gut with my two friends watching it. Like it was, it was a fun night. Like I made, I made chili. Um, I made a special batch of my homemade chili where I added Sam Adams to the recipe, and it was amazing. That a boy. And uh, you know, we at chili fucked around. You know, had a bit of banter and watched uh, four hours of fake fighting. Yeah, maybe maybe I would have enjoyed it more, like you said, if I was with people. If I was, you know, I got the atmosphere for it. But it just for, to me, there was just too much. Uh. Yeah, well, it is a social, uh, you know, show, I guess. It is always, I've always had more fun watching it with people than alone. Yeah, that, yeah, that could, could make a difference. So, so, so it's ex- in that respect, it's the exact opposite of porn. <laughs> <laughs> it could be fun to watch porn in a big group. I'm never going to hang out with you, dude. <laughs> 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 oh, I'm just kidding. I don't actually watch porn. You can stay. Yeah. You can stay in Wales for next WrestleMania. Right? <laughs> oh man! See now you break. I told you. See what did I say at the beginning? I just hope you respect me at the end of this. And you can't totally <laughs> say that now, can you? No. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I was I was happy with the product and um, and I, I'd taken uh, I, you know as a whole with a W, um, with along with Raw, which we will talk about soon. It. Um, it elevated it for me somewhat. 
There you go. All right. So that's our that that's WrestleMania twenty eight, folks. We've um, we'd like to hear your thoughts. Legend in my podcast at gmail dot com at Legend Podcast on Twitter. We will talk to a few of you uh, once we've reviewed Raw here. Um, but that is WrestleMania twenty eight, and uh, at this point, we will move on to Monday Night Raw from the following night. <laughs> All kidding aside, I just want one second to publicly acknowledge that The Rock was the better man at WrestleMania, and I would really like to congratulate him on his victory. Ladies and gentlemen, so we are about to discuss Monday Night Raw for the night after WrestleMania. And of course, still coming to us live from Miami, Florida. And uh, after that little music break, uh, I'm going to let you guys in on the fourth wall. I'm going to break kayfabe here and let you know that Fitzy and I took a night off because I was worried about my mental health. Fitzy was worried about my mental health. And uh, we decided it'd probably be best to take a little bit of a break and come back and do Raw today. Now, what that meant was it means nothing to you for time because it's just a five-hour episode you're listening to. Um, you're listening to 24-hour older versions of both of us. That's right. Move, move, move. Now, we did say that this week we were going to have some guests join us, some friends join us, and let them discuss WrestleMania with us. Uh, one of those guys, we made wait 48 hours. We continually said, yeah, yeah, we're going to do it soon. Yeah, yeah, we're going to do it soon. Yeah, yeah, we're going to do it soon. We never got around to it. So today, instead of just giving him a few minutes to uh, discuss things, we're going to let him join us for the entirety of the Raw review because he is the official historian of Smart Marks. He is... Hashtag Eddie Phoenix. He is, of course, the man who made the Team Lee's Team Fitzy logos. Ladies and gentlemen, his name describes him best. It's Sam Fines. Welcome. It's good start of the show. What's up, humanoids? This is, yeah, the self-professed official WWE Smart Marks historian. Uh, hashtag the Eddie Phoenix. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, he's, he's, he's five minutes into his debut and he's already giving me fucking lip. He's definitely a heel. Definitely. And you're not self-professed. We called you the historian, not you. I, 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 we, we made it official. It's okay. <laughs> well, I don't want anybody to think I'm a dickhole. <laughs> Too late. <laughs> yes. 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 <laughs> oh, we can be so hipster about that. Yeah, we're pretty cool. All right, so. The Raw Super Show this week opens up on... Actually, you know what? Let's let Sam talk about Mania, because we haven't done that yet with Sammy. So, Eddie Phoenix, give us your brief thoughts on WrestleMania 28 as an event. Yeah, as I would imagine you guys have spoken to it uh, about it ad nauseum, I'll just give you uh, my brief synopsis. Uh, you know, right at the top of the show, 
I almost broke my fucking TV with the Daniel Bryan and Sheamus match. I know uh, Fitzy's a, a Sheamus fan, but that was bullshit. 18 seconds of bullshit. Yep. I said the exact same thing. Any um, thoughts, Maddie? Uh, I agree completely. As I said um, earlier in the hour, it was pathetic. Yeah. Um, <laughs> shooting forward to the Undertaker Triple H two. Yeah, I mean it was it was a decent match. Was it gonna top their first one or you know a first WrestleMania match? Probably not. Uh, it was good to hear and see Jr. Especially with his uh, heel goatee. That's right. Yep. <laughs> He's an evil alternate universe, Jr. <laughs> yeah. uh, but you know what? What was the point of the the cell? Honestly, I mean it was the most expensive, uh, useless use of the cage ever. Absolutely. Uh, they didn't go to the top. I mean, they didn't leave the cage. There was minimal use of the cage. Uh, probably one drop of blood uh, from Triple H, which was yeah. Hardway blood, which wasn't even like. They didn't mean for him to bleed, I don't think. I think he literally just got busted open. Yeah, that was definitely legit. So I did appreciate that. Uh, I mean, they were pretty pretty stiff. If you take a look at, you know, Undertaker's welts on his, uh, his, I believe, his right shoulder. Yeah, that was disgusting. Uh, They they let each other have it. So I did appreciate that. Um, But, you know, it's Undertaker's one match a year. You know you got to be at Mania every year. You think he'd tighten up on the stomach a bit? I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, it was a bit. It was a big tummy. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> but, you know, the the balder taker. Yeah, he looked he, he pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, like we mentioned earlier in the week, that that uh, entrance gear, that ring gear, that jacket was fucking badass. Yes, yeah, that was wicked. I loved that part of it. Um, the outcome of the match was the only way the match could have gone, as we Fitzy and I said earlier. Um, moving on to the title match, how did you feel about that? Uh, which one? The WWE. CM Punk and Jericho. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The only one that mattered, really. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was a good match. Uh, I, I left that pay-per-view thinking they should definitely get some more time together, and which uh, clearly we will speak about on Raw. It looks like they will. Uh, the Rock and John Cena. My assumption was the, there was a once-in-a-lifetime dot, 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 except for next year at WrestleMania 29. <laughs> but now uh, things have uh, slightly changed when we speak about Raw. We'll, we'll get to that. Did you think, like I did, Sam, that uh, Rock going over was just <clears throat> retarded? Pardon my word. I honestly thought, I mean, it went exactly as I thought it was going to go. Just because, as a supermark, I knew uh, The Rock is also signed on to do WrestleMania 29. So, I guess Kayfabe would tell you, you know, he's in Florida in his uh, quote-unquote hometown slash place he went to school. Uh, he's going he's gonna to go over there, and then hopefully we'll see uh, Cena go over at 29. I just thought it was a joke. Uh, I, I keep referring back to an interview with Roddy Roddy Piper regarding the original WrestleMania, and he explains how he wouldn't put Mr. T over because that would do bad for the business. Uh, I'm not comparing The Rock to Mr. T in that sense, but I am saying he's a guest star, he's a part-timer, and he pinned your number one guy clean. 
Oh, yeah, I definitely agreed with Cena on his promo where he said, uh, you know, I'll be damned if I'm going to let a visitor come in here and <laughs> steal my thunder, pretty much. But yeah. uh, I guess once we get to the Raw review, just, to, you know, for no spoilers ahead of time, we'll talk about what I think might be happening for the year for Cena. Okay. It doesn't look like a good. Uh, doesn't look like a good month for Cena. I have I have my own theories about, and I'll that might we'll probably talk about at the same time. But I do have a a new theory uh, as to how WWE are going to position Cena. Yeah, uh, yeah. With with regard to belts and or or lack thereof, I, I think they might. Uh, yeah, just vaguely, I think they might be inventing a new type of position for him. Yes. Um. Almost like a regular blockbuster, if you know what I mean. Uh, I don't know, but go into it when I when when we're talking about it. But yeah, once we get to Raw, I guess we'll, we'll yeah. delve into that. Any thoughts on how the the Hall of Fame? I didn't see it actually. I, is that worth watching? Really? I, I didn't actually. It, I mean, award shows in general piss me off. So oh, yeah, from what I've heard, it's going to be worth watching on the DVDs when it's not edited because apparently JBL gave a hell of a speech. Exactly what I was thinking. I, I thought it was way too short. They cut out all the emotion that they put into the promo. I mean, at some points you see, uh, you know, CM Punk holding up the four the four horsemen sign, uh, getting teary eyed, and uh, of course, you know, Ric Flair probably put on a good long promo. <laughs> yeah, he probably cried for a while. <laughs> and, and like uh, you know, like we talked about earlier in the week, uh, Lee's, you know, I, I like that. I like when you see these tough motherfuckers go out there and show some emotion. Oh, absolutely, and, uh, yeah. Yeah, you know, and of course, JBL, always uh, good on the mic. Uh, so I definitely want to... Actually, probably the first time I'll pick up the Blu-ray of uh, WrestleMania 28. So WWE, you're welcome for the promo. <laughs> I'm not going to. I'm going to download a rip of the Blu-ray. So fuck you, WWE. I, I, yeah, no, I would like to, but usually they don't put out the, uh, the special features like the Hall of Fame and such. But if they do, I will definitely send you a link. <laughs> yeah, legally acquired. In case you didn't pick up, legally acquired. In case you didn't pick up on the subtle subtext, there's um, Matt's a bitter, bitter man over this weekend's wrestling. <laughs> I felt the same after immediately after WrestleMania, but I think Raw uh, kind of swayed me back. Well, we'll get into that then. I did. I will say that last night I rewatched the Rock Cena match, and I didn't hate it as much, but I still hated the ending. Yeah. Um, I also, you could hear them talking to each other a lot, a lot. Yeah. Yeah, you definitely pointed that out, and I went back and listened uh, through the headphones. And yeah, you can hear Rocky calling things out. And, yeah, the, the DDT uh, one was the biggest one when he's like, DDT, and Cena's like, what? And he's like, DDT. Yeah, he's like, you want to do a DDT? Huh? Really? No? Okay. <laughs> yeah. And also on the same note was when Undertaker said, thank you, brother, to Triple H, which kind of gave me goosebumps. It was a really, really cool moment. That was awesome. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's go under Raw then so we can get through this before I slip my wrists. Um <laughs> Now, now, boys, don't take my bitterness and my disillusionment at uh, towards being able to speak with either of you. It's got nothing to do with either of you fine gentlemen. Hey, pun intended. Uh, it's only to do with Raw and how I feel about the current booking and the current product of WWE. That's cool. Okay. We, we still love you. Good. All right. So, even though, even though this, Is this officially your heel turn? <laughs> stay tuned. I don't want to give any spoilers. Kayfabe, brother. <laughs> So as Raw opens, Johnny Laurinaitis addresses the group after winning control of Raw and SmackDown. He announces that tonight we're going to get Santino Morella versus Dolph Ziggler versus Jack Swagger in a triple threat match with the United States title on the line. Here comes my first problem with the night. 
The night before at WrestleMania, The Miz pinned the United States champion clean. Did he not? Uh, no, did he not, did he not pin... God, he, he pinned Zack Ryder, but the week there was a week before on Raw where he pinned him clean, did he not? But he's not the United States champion. No, yeah, uh, Santino is. But did you not just say the Miz pinned the United States champion Zach clean? That's what I yeah, but I'm I'm sure that within the last week or so, Miz has pinned Santino clean, or am I wrong? Uh jeez, I don't know. Either what? way. If he has, I don't understand why he's not in the match. And also he won the match for Team Johnny, so why wouldn't Johnny put him in a title match? Very true. Just well, saying. Yeah. Well, uh, I mean, from a storyline perspective, I think they were doing it to to make it look like to make to show that that you know right off the bat that Laurinaitis is going to be unfair because he made it a handicap. You know, he basically made it a handicap match. Yeah, exactly. And my first thought was great. So now, last night they buried Daniel Bryan, they put the Rock over, and now they're going to take the belt off of Santino and give it back to Jack Swagger. That's what my thought was. Yeah. yeah. So if I can interject. The yes chants throughout the whole show were amazing. Yes, they were. Absolutely. I mean, right off the bat, they they definitely voiced their opinion and their distaste for what happened at Mania. Absolutely, uh, they did. Uh, Punk calls Johnny Laurinaitis a toolbox. Giant toolbox. Yeah, sorry, a giant toolbox. Yes. <laughs> um, Laurinaitis announces Punk versus Mark Henry tonight for the WWE title. Bitch, please. <laughs> if Mark Henry wins the WWE title on Raw the night after WrestleMania, I will. My head will explode. Let's just leave it at that. Um, Laurinaitis says he's going to give the fans what they want and welcomes everybody to a new era. Tonight, it's people power. People power. Michael Cole welcomes us to the American Airlines Arena in Miami, Florida. We go right to the ring, and here comes Mr. Ego, Mr. Electrifying, Mr. I'm going to leave now and you're not going to see, see me for months. Here comes The Rock. Great. The people's panderer. Yes. And uh, uh, speaking of pandering, the people suck his dick for a while. He licks their balls for a while. Um, he does his he does his Big Mac sandwich, as I call it. He does the bun, which is finally. And then he does the meat, which is like, you know, I kind of respect Cena. Then he does the middle of the bun, which is the millions and millions, which is the other bun. Then he does a little bit different. He pauses for them to do a million and one chance. A few of them not even directed at him. Like when they did the yes, 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 because he's so uninvested in the product, I assure you he did not know that was a Daniel Bryan related chant. <laughs> I guarantee he doesn't know that's a Daniel Bryan chant. He thought they were just chanting for him. Um, this this whole thing made me want to puke, made only worse by the fact that he said The Rock will one day again become WWE champion. So my bitter brain now thought, great, he pinned The Rock, and now, or he pinned John Cena, and now he's going to bury CM Punk and disappear again. Fucking fantastic. Thoughts, boys? Um, well, this this is what it, this all feeds into my uh, what I think they're going to do with with Cena. It's like they what it seemed like with with this week the this week's Raw was that they're. They're going to continue with Punk as the 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 champ, and it look, like if they're going into Chicago for the Extreme Rule for Extreme Rules, it looks like he's probably going to still be the champ coming out of Extreme Rules, because you know the home crowd, whatever. Maybe you know maybe Jericho will win it, be, but then again he's going away to play with Fozzie, so it looks like he'll probably still have the belt in a month. So it looks like they're kind of happy to keep CM Punk as the champ, and they're kind of moving Cena into this weird, like almost greatest hits kind of uh, blockbuster wrestler like he's going to just basically go through all the guys that come back because they've almost and it's not necessarily a bad thing but it's kind of cheapening the belt they're almost demoting the WWE belt 
<coughs> and saying that like he's like the second biggest guy in the company because he's got the belt but John Cena is John Cena yeah the, so, the title hasn't meant anything since Cena lost it so go ahead sorry but that's my point but like they're almost like but they're not even trying to uh, position Cena to be in a, to, to, to challenge for the belt at the moment because Brock doesn't have a belt Cena doesn't have a belt and that's clearly what the next feud's going to be in Extreme Rules it'll probably be Brock Cena or maybe they'll delay it a bit I don't know um, it's like they're they're almost like uh, they're trying to have their cake and eat it too they're like almost trying to pander to the adult audience or the, the, the smart mark audience or whatever by keeping Punk as the the champ and uh, y- you know keeping Jericho around but they're also trying to get the t-shirt sales from the little kids who buy the the, the John Cena sets every time they go with the wristbands and the mm-hmm. And then they're they're keeping him on top. They're keeping him slightly above. He's almost kind of aloof from all the rest of the goings on on in the WWE locker room. If you know what I mean, they're separating him almost. Yeah, definitely. The title. I don't think the titles have meant anything for years, though. What do you think, Sam? Uh, I do agree with Brian for the most part. Um, I, I guess since we've mentioned Brock, <laughs> I guess we yeah. Come wait. on, Bro- Brian. Oh, yeah. What are you doing? <laughs> Sorry, dude. Yeah. If they watch, fuck it. If they watch, then fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> well, since we are mentioning that, <laughs> uh, uh, I agree on most parts. I don't think CM Punk's going to be holding the belt for too much longer. Uh, what with Brock coming in now, I, I honestly and uh, The Rock coming out of his face and saying you know I want to be the uh, WWE champion I honestly don't know what they're doing or where they're going right this second maybe they don't either though I mean oh they generally don't I just think it's going to be a fucking joke if a part-timer is the WWE champion I yeah I don't see it happening I don't know Uh, if they do give it to him it's one of those things where he loses it immediately the night after on Raw (laughs) I I really hope so I know there are some locally advertised uh, for pay-per-view for Over the Limit which I believe is after Extreme Rules um, is advertised as uh, John Cena I don't remember what it was but John Cena is advertised in the WWE title match locally anyway for like the venue oh shit so I mean that could that could mean nothing right but that's what it that's what it states right now so I don't know whether he's going to chase the belt a little bit more or no idea, but it's the worst idea in the world to give that title to to The Rock. I agree. Uh, there's only one way I'd be okay with that, and that is if The Rock decides that he hates the spinner belt and he's so disgusted by it that he's going to replace it with a new belt. Then I'm okay with it, but only temporarily. Oh, Jesus. I need to get rid of the spinner at this stage. I thought Punk would do it. Apparently, they've had a reserve, a new belt in like in preparation for like two years, but the sales of the spinner belt is insane, so they kept it. Yeah, I've heard yes. that as well. So. Yes. Even John Cena has gone on record uh, several times, even in the last week before WrestleMania on a radio show, to say, uh, you know, he's, he's the one that should be burned at the stake like a witch <laughs> for uh, introducing that atrocity. And... Uh, they said, you know, although it's the most hated belt, it's ironically enough the most sold. So, yeah, is that is that not just because it's it is the belt? That's the thing. I mean, would 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 kids not still buy a new belt, or are are kids' aesthetic sensibilities so up their own ass that if you're seven, that looks awesome to you? It's the latter. I'm sure. Oh. I mean, it's, oh, it spins and it's shiny. <laughs> Yeah, that's probably what it is. It's, it doesn't make it any better. Don't you have a direct quote from Brett the Hitman Hart, Sam, about that belt? Doesn't he? Didn't you hear something from him? 
Oh yeah, uh, the night that we got the promo for the show, uh, the gentleman be- right before me had the WWE Championship, uh, the spinner belt, if you will, and uh, he hands it to Brett. <laughs> and you know, this is a-, a replica that he paid hard money for. He's proud to be getting it signed by Brett, and Brett looks at it and says, "Oh, this is the ugliest piece of shit I've ever seen." <laughs> <laughs> Outstanding. Then I proceed to hand him the real WWE, WWF championship, the Winged Eagle, and he says, ah, there's the belt. I really liked the belt after that one as well, though, the kind of the Rock Austin Triple H era. Yeah, uh, the Big Eagle. The, yeah, the one where there was more blue in it, I think. I think yeah, At first, the strap was blue, yeah, with a oh, brown no. leather backing. Oh, I meant on the metal, though. There's actual blue on the metal, on the, the, the face plate, if you want. Oh, yeah, the globe. Yeah. yeah. But the, wing, the winged eagle is the prettiest belt they've ever had. Um, and it will, at one point, be tattooed on my body. I would disagree. I think I slightly prefer the, the globe one. I mean, that, that, meant that is maybe just because... Um, it's when I first got back into wrestling as an adult, right? And, right, that, and like I, I really wanted that belt. Like I, I was very close. This is before the internet, though, and you had to kind of mail order to get to buy them. And yeah. I was a bit dodgy. I was a bit, you know, I- iffy about sending details or sending like a money order to some place. And the that it was an advert in the back of uh, Pow magazine. I don't know if anyone ever. <laughs> yeah. Power of Wrestling, and then oh, it, was, it used to be called World of Wrestling, and then it changed to Power of Wrestling. And yes. I also bought Power Slam magazine too. Um, yeah. Quite fun, Big Eagle, uh, because it's a revision of the the Winged Eagle. Yeah, of course. And yeah, the whole Attitude Era, you know, that's uh, my, yeah. I guess, my prime. Oh, absolutely! Like, um, but I suppose if if I was to if I had the disposable income and I was to put money, give money away for a belt nowadays, I would buy that sweet as fuck intercontinental belt. Oh, yes. It's just yeah. That like one's it, pretty. It gives me a semi when I see it, man. It's just fucking beautiful. And how dare Big Show wear it. <laughs> it yeah. looked good on fucking Rhodes, yo. It looked perfect, yeah. But the Winged Eagle is my belt. That's my dream belt, and I will try to steal it from uh, the Eddie Phoenix sometime. Oh, we should have a fight. <laughs> I'm going to challenge him for it. He is absolutely turning heel. Yeah, that's right, biatches. <laughs> Can I just uh, interject about the Intercontinental Championship that Big Show is uh, toting around? Sure. Uh, I don't know if anybody else noticed, and I spoke to you about it earlier in the week. Uh, at WrestleMania, I was kind of tipped off to the two championship uh, changes because of the look of the belts that were carried to the ring. If you took a look at the belt Cody Rhodes was carrying, and uh, once they did the close-up on the camera, you notice that it's actually a replica belt. (laughs) It's not the new, nice, uh, floral-designed, beveled, cool Intercontinental Championship with the the Scratch logo. It was actually one of the replicas. And, uh, And why would they do that? What would that signify? My assumption, because historically it's happened, uh, you know, you can go back to WrestleMania, I believe, 27, and you see that The Miz is carrying WWE, the spinner replica, as opposed to the real belt. I would imagine, and if anyone knows the real answer or can prove me wrong, (laughs) you are welcome to email in to the podcast. But uh, No, you're the guy we go to for that. You're not allowed to go to anyone else. You're the guy. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> your word is your word is bond. An encyclopedia can't look something up in the encyclopedia. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> My theory is uh, once there is a, a legitimate or a, 
some type of a you know big title change, they actually just give the title to whoever was actually holding it. And you know, uh, uh, oh. while we're ordering a new one, you hold this replica. So you can have it at home, kind of thing. Yeah, because I would imagine that's how you know. I mean, Stone Cold and Triple H have theirs, and The Rock have them uh, hanging on the wall and such. Yeah, or- anytime you see footage at their houses of these wrestlers, they always seem to have the belts. Yes. Yeah, I actually never thought about that. That's that makes perfect sense. And yeah. uh, uh, same goes with uh, Daniel Bryan's. I mean, walking to the ring. I mean, I'm such a freaking mark, <laughs> but I just looked at the strap and I was like, "Wait, that's a that's a replica belt." And uh, when you see Sheamus with it the following night on Raw, it's absolutely one of the replicas. Huh. Wow, that's interesting, isn't it? That's why you're the historian, dude. My mind is blown. <laughs> <clears throat> so then they do the uh, on Raw. We'll go back to Raw now. The United States title match. Uh, we won't spend too much time on Raw because you know we'll just spend time on the moments we need to. Uh, Santino retains against Jack Swagger and Dolph Ziggler. I was happy with that. It's a pretty cool match too. I have to say. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm uh, I'm way way more uh, upbeat about this episode of Raw than you are, and I, th- I thought I was pretty much glued to it for the whole show, and it was the first time I've never skipped uh, anything in an episode of Raw in about a year. That's because there was no chick match. Yeah, and there was no fucking bullshit, uh, you know, excess advertising, or there was. I mean, there were there were a lot of those fucking Florida um, <laughs> um, montages. I refuse to call him by his proper stage name because the guy's a dickhead. Um, <clears throat> and, Most part, not much filler. Yeah, like really, like it was a solid, solid fucking hour and a half, hour and forty minutes of TV. Yeah, um, I'm fans of Santino. Yeah. Oh, I fucking love Santino. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's from he's from Mississauga, Ontario, which is very close to where I live. So he's a hometown boy. Okay, uh, I love his character. I love his work. Um, but he's from Italy. So I'm sorry. Sorry about that, Fitzy. Sorry, I won't ruin that for you again. Uh, Santa's real, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's okay. Just relax. It's okay. It's okay. Santa's real. Um, I hate I hate the Cobra as a finisher, but you know, whatever. It's a good character. Um, after the match, Santino hurries up the ramp as Swagger and Ziggler follow him. Brodus Clay comes out and faces off with them, and then we get a dance to the Brodus Clay theme with Santino and the dancers, and I thought that was great, and I think Santino should drop the U.S. belt and form a tag team with Brodus Clay. Really? And then inevitably have Brodus Clay turn heel when he wants to get serious. Could be, yeah, because, I mean, they're both joke characters. Their character, you don't have room for, I feel like, you don't have room for both of these characters at one time, so you should just make them a tag team. <laughs> you know, because it's comedy, and you know, uh, maybe you guys see where I'm coming from on that. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I, I remember when there was room for, uh, they, okay, they were a tag team, but they were also kind of a stable and separate. Uh, Too cool and Rikishi, they, you know, they they were able to exist, and then you you had like Crash Holly in the same, the same vein, and Al Snow was still kicking around. I mean, you can have a few lighthearted characters. Uh, yeah. I, th- I thought it was a mashup, but uh, we'll see how it goes. I mean, th- there's potential for some comedy. Absolutely. I mean, it was a good segment anyway. Yeah. Uh, we come back from the break, and uh, we find that Alex Riley is in the ring, and he is about to take on the debuting Lord Tensai. Uh, Michael Cole tells us he's a former WWE star who went to Japan and became a superstar there. Lawler hypes up how tough it is in Japan. Sakamoto leads Tensai to the ring. Tensai pulls his headgear off, and we can clearly see that it is Matt Bloom, not an Asian person. <laughs> oh, oh, oh yeah, the one of the uh, personally, in my opinion, one of the worst repackages and underwhelming debuts ever. Ever, uh, Lord, Lord Shredder. 
<laughs> yeah. Now I gotta say, uh, Albert or A Train wrestled at a point where I was not watching, so I have never seen a full program of A Train ever. Oh. Um, I thought he was weak in the ring. I thought he looked confused, like he didn't know where he was. Uh, I just didn't think his work was very good. Uh, and I kind of have a beef with the ending, and I'll tell you why. Um, they did this as a as a KO finish, as because Riley couldn't couldn't continue or whatever, right? Um, when The Rock, the night before at Mania, was unconscious, they did the three-arm drop thing. Yeah. Uh, why didn't they do a similar thing for Alex Riley? Why did they just end the match? Why didn't they just end the match when The Rock was seemingly unconscious? Yeah, that that was the one. I, I have to say, <coughs> excuse me, and I was no fan of uh, Prince Albert slash A-Train um, back in the day. Um, yeah, me and my friends used to mock him tirelessly. Like, and we, we had our own shtick involving uh, getting him out of the WWE. But anyway, <laughs> uh, we had a thing called AOA spray, which was a <laughs> just, <laughs> it was a spray you could buy that if he ever like a, an, an annoyed you, ran towards you with a shouty head, ah, you sprayed his face and he'd go away. <laughs> um, speaking of spraying in his face, the camera catches uh, Lord Tensai putting something in his mouth. Did you guys catch that too? <laughs> I think it was yeah. seven up. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever it was, the camera clear as day caught him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It, it was. It was terrible. I don't. I don't. Uh, it, there was. There was um, shades of. And um, you're gonna have to help me here. That that Asian guy who spat green mist into people's faces. Uh, Tajiri or the Great Muda. Tajiri, that was the one. But uh, I have to say, I totally disagree in the match. I thought he looked as as a debut. I mean, there was some fairly. There was a few. There were a few decent moves. Um, I liked that thing where he held him up by their by. But he held A right up by his arms and then dropped him as, in kind of a side slam, falling side slam. Yeah. And then um, that and when he just like when he uh, gave him two little leg drops, uh, kind of half, uh, you know. Half against rope leg drops and then get like just landed on him with his back. I was like, that looks like it fucking hurts. Yeah, that was uh, it. Did look pretty devastating. And then that that move that was his move anyway back when he was a train where it was kind of is it a power bomb or isn't it? But you know the one I'm talking about where he lifts their legs afterwards. I don't think it would have made him look any less devastating if he'd pinned him after that. I don't know why they had to do the the not the KO thing because it didn't work as an ending because he didn't look like he'd done that much fucking damage to him that yeah. had ended. But if he'd pinned him after that that would have been a pretty clean you know introduction because they they clearly want to build him up as a sort of a a, a new maga or a you know that that kind yeah. of that kind of character feel. Yeah, exactly. But it won't say very if, much but But if they really wanted to give him a good debut, they wouldn't have had him had him debut on this specific episode of Raw. I thought, I mean, honestly, I really did think it was solid. I, I enjoyed the match into, like immensely. No, I just mean, like, do you think anybody the next day was saying, hey, man, did you see fucking Albert <laughs> came back to Raw? Well, no, they won't say it's it. Then because, better. They won't say it because of what happened afterwards, but when they, he pops up on SmackDown uh, or maybe, like, next week's Raw, they'll be like, oh, shit, yeah, that guy was pretty good, and, like, see, and, like, you know, see what he does next week. I thought it was a good starter. Like, he's not going to, no one's going to give a shit. He's not going to get a pop. So, I, you know, so I think in that respect, it was... It was it was a, it was a, it was a decent debut as a setup. Mm-hmm. I beg to differ. I think he would have got a way bigger pop had they not given him the shitty uh, gimmick. I mean, you could come back as A Train, you know. Do you think anyone was giving a shit about A Train really without but, text? But I don't think, think they gave a shit anyway about Tensei. Yeah, but that's what I mean. That this way they have they they have the they can make him a new a new heel as opposed to having to yeah you're right i mean i understand that they're trying to build i mean they need a new monster heel yeah. uh, but they had one and they turned him into a dancing bear 
Exactly. Um, and give, give him props, though. He did shave his back, which <laughs> just sorely needed it. It was well waxed. He was the hairiest motherfucker. He was Robin Williams of wrestling. Like. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I also hate the face tattoos on it. You know, the tattoos on his face that clearly rubbed off during the match. Yeah, yeah, yeah. purple marker. <laughs> yeah, bad news. Um, and Shark. plus, Michael Cole, when he was coming to the ring, said, this guy's a former WWE star, but then they don't acknowledge who he was. Yeah, no, that, that's, I mean, that's the bullshit, like, uh, retconning of history that I've talked about before that, that makes you feel like you're in some sort of, you know, Stalinist propaganda film when you're watching <laughs> WWE. Like, they, they acknowledge it just enough to maybe uh, deaden any uh, smarks in the audience's, uh, yeah. you know, smart-arsed uh, yeah. chants, like, you know, let's go A-Train or whatever, because they acknowledged that he used to be there, so it didn't look quite as stupid, but they didn't want to go. This guy used to be called Prince Albert, but now he's, he's Shredder. <laughs> yeah, but Michael Cole could have mentioned in a split second, of course, the man who used to, pr- who formerly known as Albert, went to Japan, blah, 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 over, done. But when did yeah. they ever do that? Like, when, when the Repo Man came along, did they say he used to be Smash? Hey, the Repo yeah. Man gave me a high five at a live show once. I'm not, I'm not denying that he did, but I'm saying, <laughs> did they go formally of demolition? Now he steals your shit. <laughs> no, but again, they, but but they did say he used to be a WWE star. When the Repo Man came out, they didn't say he's a former star. They made a point to say that Lord Tensai was a former star, yet they didn't mention who he was. That's all. Yeah, Can I, I did appreciate that, but uh, they, yeah, they tend to like to chip at the fourth wall. They don't want to break it down. Indeed. Which is why Triple H and Undertaker have had two matches at Mania. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> I kind of just got a moment for Repo, 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 man. <laughs> Nice. Uh, Next up on the card is Mark Henry challenging WWE champion CM Punk. Um, I thought this was a great match. I think Punk is really good at being beaten up. He is, yeah. He's a great seller. And his kicks are fucking sore looking. Did you think we needed a match with Mark Henry, though? No. But do we ever, though? Jeez, am I the only one who kind of likes Mark Henry in this room? <laughs> this uh, proverbial room? <laughs> well, it, it's like I said in the first hour. I'll say a lot of times that I, uh, that I don't like a wrestler, but it never means that I don't respect the worker in them. Being yeah. somebody who worked in indie wrestling, I would be a douchebag to say I don't respect Mark Henry or I don't respect John Cena or I don't respect The Rock for that matter, which The Rock I don't have much respect for, but I still respect him. Uh, I just don't find Mark Henry engaging. I think his matches are all the same. He beats everybody up. Up and then uh, I don't know. Punk did a good job of it, though. I think he did a very good job. Yeah, I thought it was a cracker of a of a, of a match. And then uh, um, the DQ thing again. I can see what they're trying to do. They're trying to make Punk look weak before his hometown return to make it a bit more of an underdog. Yeah, yeah. They could have they could have done a debut with Lord Tensai though. Lord could have said, "You're defending your WWE title tonight," and then have Lord you, have Lord you know, Tensai be the surprise opponent and then still win by by countout. There's no difference there. He doesn't lose. He doesn't get beat. You know the funk man would have just gone, Punk, tonight you're going to defend your WWF title against Prince Albert. I, I mean, A-H- oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> WWF, I mean, WWE. WWF women's title. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think I'm having a stroke. <laughs> um, so essentially, um, did you notice the Punk, basically the match ends, winner by countout is Mark Henry. Did yeah. you notice the little pool of blood that Punk had spit out? That was sick. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I wonder, like that was that looked real enough to me. Yeah, that didn't just look like blood. That looked like it had some fucking stuff in it. You know what I mean? Like yeah, that teeth. Was <laughs> um, 
After the match, Henry goes out to the floor and hits a world's strongest slam on the floor, which looked disgusting. Yeah. Um, the crowd is already chanting, we want Lesnar. Um, Laurinaitis comes out with David Otunga and says the fans want more competitive matches, and he'll give it to them. Punk will be defending more often now, which I'm okay with. Uh, Laurinaitis says he sees some dark clouds, some natural disasters in Punk's future, to which I thought... Wait, is Earthquake dead or is he alive? Did they bring him back fucking Earthquake? <laughs> no, Tugboat, yo. <laughs> I thought, yeah, is Tugboat or Typhoon or the Shockmaster coming back? <laughs> um, yes, we never did our Shockmaster award for Mania either, but I'm just going to give it to the WWE. WWE Creative, you yeah. get the Shockmaster Award. That's right, for WrestleMania. There's also, we have the Shockmaster Award for this week's Raw coming up right now as well. Because uh, Jericho comes out, uh, he says he has a good match last night, um, he says he wants to celebrate with a drink, takes the uh, bottle. Well, before you say that, uh, just uh, um, the natural disasters thing, I, I was reading online about stuff and apparently Tensei is Japanese for disaster. Yeah, it's Japanese for hurricane or something, right? A hurricane, is it okay? Something like that, yeah, you're right. Um, Uh, I wouldn't have known that. I mean, I I read it, so... yeah, so basically uh, Jericho pours uh, pours booze over Punk's head, which I thought was cool. That was um, fantastic. Very on PG. Definitely, yeah. I thought it was very ironic, however, that Jerry the King Lawler did the whole, that's just disgusting. That's so offensive. How can he do that? When I believe it was in Memphis wrestling that Jerry Lawler did the very same thing to Jake the Snake Roberts. <laughs> but, but, you know, retconning, dude. Yeah, well, no, Jerry Lawler just seems like the kind of guy who got kicked in the head by a horse, and now he's just a different dude. Yeah, absolutely. It's um, yeah, it's it's baffling. I, I I don't understand why they had to switch roles with Cole and uh, the King. Because I mean, it could have been so much better if Cole was just uh, you know, older Josh Matthews and <laughs> yeah, he's looking for titties all the time. Puppies, <laughs> woohoo, woohoo, titties. Sometimes when I'm not paying attention, I I confuse Josh Matthews and Michael Cole's voice. When Cole is not, when Cole's being neutral, right. Off. <laughs> I happen to like Josh Matthews. <laughs> no, I, I well, I, I had no problem with Cole until he became fucking the douchebag he is now. The but uh, to the product, yeah, absolutely. But um, yeah, oh, sure, I was gonna say, fuck, brain gone. Oh yeah, the only thing that was a bit lame about the the whiskey thing was the sugar bottle kind of exploded in <laughs> swing, yeah, before it hit his head. So it, yeah, and that's where I was gonna give the Shockmaster Award. Oh, because okay. um, he he brings the bottle up and then the bottle broke before it got to Punk's head. Yeah, Hang which on, let's keep up this Fitzy uh, sound bite. <laughs> he fell flat in his ass. He fell flat in his fucking ass. <laughs> so there it is. That's the Shockmaster Award for this week. I mean, I don't. I'm not trying to say that. I'm no, not, literally did fall flat in his ass. <laughs> yeah, but he said he meant to do that. Okay. Oh fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> he said on Twitter that he meant to fall over, um, but yeah, this week's Shockmaster Award goes to the bottle. Now I'm no, I'm by no means saying he should have legit hit him in the head with a bottle. I'm just saying it broke early. It looked kind of silly. Um, um, yeah, I'm should have said. I'm saying they should have practiced with more sugar bottles to know yeah. strength to, uh, with, with which to throw it. Obviously, I don't want them to throw a real bottle of whiskey. <laughs> yeah. But punk. Um, well, why not? I mean, who doesn't miss the days of you know people getting smashed in the head with a real scepter? That's right. <laughs> <laughs> or, you know, who doesn't miss the days when one goes on to be, you know, Mr. WrestleMania and the other one goes through a plate glass window? <laughs> insider. Insider reference. Boosh. Um, we come back from commercial and we bring out we bring out Fitzy's boy, new World Heavyweight Champion Sheamus. Um, and immediately I'm thinking... That, yeah, immediately I was thinking they're not going to let this guy talk, are they? Well, they want him to be a babyface. They cannot let him say anything in front of this crowd. He just beat their boy. 
So no matter what Seamus does, he's going to be heel if he says anything. Luckily, they interrupt him. Now we get my big markout moment because I absolutely love this guy. That was crazy. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, back in the game is Alberto Del Rio. Comes out with Ricardo Rodriguez. And um, I, I honestly love Del Rio because my favorite characters as of these days are the slimy douchebag heels. <laughs> yeah, but he can't pronounce vicious. <laughs> but that's okay with me. I like that part of him. I like that he mispronounces shit. I'm ambitious. <laughs> I am going to be champion. I'm going to win at the vengeance. <laughs> but literally, Sheamus versus Alberto Darrio for the world heavyweight title is an attractive match. Yes. Uh, yeah, absolutely. See. See, 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 see. Yeah, so they do their whole thing. Del Rio basically tells him, I'm going to challenge you for your belt. Seamus kicks his face off. Um, yeah, falls over. Yep. It is my destiny. My destiny to get kicked in the face. <laughs> uh, oh, I have to say, uh, R- Ricardo Rodriguez, R- R- Ricardo Rodriguez now with 50% more. Oh! Yeah. <laughs> He has been doing some fucking cardiovascular shit, man. Yeah, he was great. He also made me look like an idiot during the Royal Rumble, because when Del Rio's music hit, I went fucking batshit. <laughs> nice. And then it was that, was, that was cool to see him come out in the, in the piece of shit jalopy. Yeah. yeah, with the trunks that were way too big for him. Yeah. It was great. Um, we go away from the break. Well, we see Daniel Bryan and AJ backstage. Um, basically, he just blanks Josh Matthews and says nothing. Um, crowd went nuts, though, when they saw Daniel Bryan. Uh, Which, next, yeah, I, I'm sorry. I thought it was a really great little uh, storytelling where Josh Matthews goes and asks him a question. Daniel Bryan just looks at him in silence, and you can hear the the roaring crowd yep. yell, "Daniel Bryan." Which was- which the the crowd did before too, back in the SummerSlam with the Nexus thing, didn't they? The crowd yeah. back then pretty much insisted that WWE bring back Daniel Bryan. Absolutely, but they're trying to sell him as, I mean, we're trying to shove him down your throat as a heel and you won't take it. <laughs> yeah, it, you get a lot with the Dodo, you get the whole, no, 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 we're going to tell you who you like, we're going to tell yeah. you who's over, you don't tell us, and luckily the crowds are now starting to get smart to that. No, we're going to do what the fans want. People <laughs> um, Speaking of what the fans want, Cody Rhodes taking on Kofi Kingston. Uh, Big Show distracts him. Kofi Kingston gets the win. Let's just move on from there because I love Cody Rhodes, but he's being buried now, so it's not good. Yep, I agree. We get back from the break, and uh, Mark Henry is backstage with who I had to look up to realize it was Abraham Washington. I Uh, have no fucking clue who this guy is. Let me tell you who he is. (laughs) Yes, please, sir. Historian, over to you. Uh well, uh, honestly, he's the least likely candidate from FCW to show up on Raw the following night after WrestleMania. That's who he is. Okay. <laughs> I, I, wanted, I wanted him off my fucking screen immediately. Now, is he the one, Sam, that used to host the talk show on the stage of SmackDown? Yes. Very briefly? Had, yeah. Abraham Washington show with Abraham Washington and uh, special guest Tony Atlas laughing his ass off. Oh, I remember. That was fucking awful. It was, and he's still awful. And, uh, you know, they've got guys like Seth Rollins, who is Tyler Black in Ring of Honor, and uh, Claudio Castagnoli, who is now Antonio Cesaro, and uh, Cassius Ono, who was Chris Hero. Uh, they've got a, a, a huge roster of people that could have come up from FCW. I don't know why they even gave this guy five seconds of time on TV. 
No idea. Um, speaking of Claudio Castagnoli, I saw him live at a Ring of Honor show. Yes, um, I've seen him several times. And it was funny awesome. because we got really drunk and there was four or five of us wearing uh, wrestling masks. Um, me, one of my friends, and three wrestlers, so big wrestler dudes, all with these masks on. Um, it was a funny show because at one point we all we had our masks on and some dudes in the crowd were like, yo, you guys get in the ring, man? You guys jumping in? <laughs> to which I showed him my fat, disgusting belly, and I was like, bro, do I look like I should get in a wrestling ring? <laughs> um, but anyway, the reason I brought that up is because Claudio said something. He came out, and we were all just screaming like, you suck, you suck, you suck, because uh, I think he was heel at the time, uh, unless I mix him up with somebody else. But anyway, he mentioned that his grandma wanted him to win tonight, to which the crowd, led by us, <laughs> chanted, fuck your grandma for four <laughs> minutes. <laughs> he is a he is a huge talent, and uh, yeah, you, if you don't ever catch up on uh, FCW, which is uh, WWE's developmental territory, Florida Championship Wrestling, uh, you're missing out because yeah, some of the future is down there right now. Yeah, I'm for aware, now, temporarily. I'm aware of it, but I don't know how I, w- I would watch it. Is it is it broadcast? Uh, it, it is. Well, I don't know what you guys pick up over there, but the uh, websites that I've given you to legally acquire. Ah. <laughs> but there, but there, there are only two episodes left, right? Um, Aren't they? I, well, I, I'm sure there's only like two. Well, they're not going under. They're not closing shop like it was reported uh, about a week or two ago. Uh, they're just revamping, and actually they're putting more, I guess, money and... Uh, Possibly more real estate into their developmental territory. We oh, might be good. moving to Connecticut. Huh. Next up, we have The Miz taking on Zack Ryder. Um, basically, by the end of this, The Miz wins with the skull crushing finale. I like both of these guys. I like Miz. Yeah, me too. Uh, I also like Zack Ryder, but not as much. Uh, Zack Ryder, I like him. I, I like his energy and I like his, his heart, but the guy's he's very uncoordinated in the ring. <laughs> And they're making him out to be such a, a, a pussy jobber. Yeah, very much so. <laughs> um, but yeah, Miz, I like. Uh, he's the uh, quintessential chicken shit heel. Exactly. He's great. He's great at what he does. I mean, I don't know why they give him such a hard, why they bury him so much, because he's great at what he does, and um, I enjoy the Miz. I, I thought when he won the belt, when he cashed in Money in the Bank, was amazing. Yeah. Um, before that, actually, we just talked. He could relax on the fake tan, though. Definitely, definitely. But you, but you know, actually, and you know why the Miz? Leaving, uh, I'm sorry. Sorry, go ahead. You don't see him leaving, uh, you know, tan streaks in the ring anymore. <laughs> yeah, like shit stains on the. Yeah, and uh, more importantly, he deserves our respect because you know who his girlfriend is, right? Oh yes. Oh. The only one of the only blondes in the world that, uh, or the WWE uh, divas world that I loved, uh, Maurice. Oh, I'm not the, yeah, g- you give her a Google, yeah, Fitzy. Fitzy she's gorgeous. Familiar. Yeah, Fitzy wasn't familiar with Maurice. I think it was uh, during his uh, off season. But yeah, she is gorgeous. She's oh, like she's, she's like bitch hot. Like you'd want to fuck the attitude out of her. Oh, uh, you took the words right out of my dick. <laughs> um, prior to that, we kind of went over an Eve Torres promo that I fast forwarded anyway. Um, Ugh, yes. Horse face. Yeah, fucking horse. I I was been saying as I've been saying on Smart Mark, she's got that certain Armenian look where she looks like she'd have a hairy upper lip and kind of be smelly. <laughs> she she's she looks like a mule. She really does. Yeah, but her she is a she's dating a bad motherfucker, isn't she? Who's her boyfriend? Yeah. Um some UFC dude. Is, is it, yeah, is, UFC guy. Is it Chael Sonnen? 
but isn't she training to be a UFC? Or did I hear that no, wrong? She, no, she's an instructor of UFC, right? She teaches some kind of form of UFC, uh, some form of MMA, doesn't she? And yeah, she does have martial uh, martial arts experience, and she is training uh, in a sense, I guess. Good lord! Um, yeah, very equine features. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we go back. We go back to another break. Hello, um, I'm Mrs. Eve. <laughs> 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 when we come back from the break, John Cena comes out to massive boos from the crowd. Um, he says, you know, I never really thought about losing. Me and you both, Cena. Uh, he admits defeats and says, nobody goes undefeated in life. He goes on and says, people wondered if this would be the night he lashed out of the WWE universe, to which you get the big chant that Fitzy and I kind of found sad last time of, you're a loser. Yeah, that was, that was uh, actually, like, that to me is going too far. Like, that to me is not... Is is not giving shit to the character. That's that's yeah. fucking, that's some shit that's gonna haunt him when he goes home and <laughs> eating his dinner. You know what I mean? Well, it gets worse when Raw goes off the air. Let me tell you. I have to say, yeah, you. Uh, we will get to that. But now you reminded me of the John Cena thing. I can't believe I didn't mention this. Did anyone notice the weird way they were trying to make you think he would turn heel in the uh, hype ups to him coming out with the weird Freddy Krueger music playing in the background? Yeah, definitely. But they've been they've been teasing that for years with Cena. I think. <laughs> <laughs> like, what will Cena think? Like, one, two, Johnny's coming for you. It's fucking weird, dude. I did. They were so trying to play your heartstrings there. I, I like so badly that I was even falling for it. I was like, shit, maybe they're trying. To, maybe they think this is subtle, and he is going to turn. Yeah. So well, he get. Yeah, he gets the "You're a loser" chance. Um, Cena says, "I'm never going to turn my back. I'm never going to become a heel." Uh, he's a man and he will own up to being defeated. Uh, he thanks everybody who supported him. You're welcome, you cunt. Uh, he says this won't be his last and he points out Machine Gun Kelly, who you call... Fucking... Uh, well, Cock and Balls Kelly or Cocksucker <laughs> Kelly, whatever one takes your pick. That yeah, and he gets booed big time. That guy. Do you remember the episode of South Park where everyone's got anger management and it's because they all have small cocks? <laughs> remember the little white gangster wannabe things like, "Hey man, come on man, I'm gonna fuck him. You know the guy I'm talking about? That's yeah. that's cock and balls, Kelly. <laughs> I, I can see, you know, in the uh, in the. I guess the de- development of that deal, Vince going, uh, you know, we're gonna give you uh, uh, an extra million for this this gig, and Machine Balls Kelly going, uh, oh, that's great. Uh, why? Uh, well, because you're gonna get booed out of the fucking building, and it's probably gonna ruin your career. God damn it! <laughs> uh, there goes your fucking. <laughs> I will inject your career with a little dose of poison, poison, poison. <laughs> <laughs> Cena says he's going to just do what he can and he wants to address the rumor mill. The rumor that he's here to call out The Rock. He says, I'm not here to call out The Rock, but I do want to call out The Rock, which to which I got very confused. <laughs> he started by saying, I'm not here to call out The Rock, but I'd like to ask The Rock to join me. What? I'm confused. Um, the crowd is now chanting, we want Lesnar, to which point Cena kind of pissed me off a little bit because Cena kind of smirked as if to say, yeah, yeah, give me a second. Yeah, he, I mean... Uh yeah, he takes everything in stride, like the You're a Loser chant. He held out the mic for everyone and smiled. And when they started cheering Lesnar, he kind of gave you that, uh, that uh, oh, you fucking smart marks type of smirk. <laughs> yeah, I think it would have been cool if Cena would have said on mic, oh, by the way, I made $800,000 for last night, so fuck you too. <laughs> I don't think um, that's what it was. I think he was trying his best not to smile there. 
Oh yeah, you can see. Uh, yeah, I don't think pretty... that was a, that wasn't a, a smarmy kind of. <laughs> you know, I think he was really trying to keep a straight face, but I think he was kind of wigging out a bit as well because he knew that it was going to be a massive pop, and he is a bit. He's a bit of a fanboy at heart. Oh, definitely. That's that's part of what I re- respect about Cena. As much as I hate the Super Cena character, at least he's yes. got it in his blood. At least he's a wrestling fan. Yes. Um, he knew the fucking roof was about to get blown off there, and he knew that he was going to be right in the middle of that wave of noise. Yeah. Um, and I think he was just freaking out a little, like in a good way. I think he was just like, holy shit, this is going to be awesome. Yeah, so let's get to it then. He basically says he wants to have one more celebration with The Rock, and he just wants to shake his hand. He waits for The Rock to come out, to which... And then the crowd goes wild. Ape shit. And ladies and gentlemen, Brock Lesnar is back. Motherfucking Lesnar. In the WWE. The guy who yeah, forget that he fucking walked out on the company and shit on WrestleMania. That's right. White noise, gentlemen. No. No, no, Fitzy, not white noise. This guy was the main event at WrestleMania, and because he was leaving, and because he was in a bad mood, or whatever it was, he decided to phone it in, him and fucking Goldberg. Yeah, he no, then, Goldberg's just as fucking guilty, but I'm sorry, continue. Yeah, they, had a, they had a shit terrible match at the biggest event of the year in which people at home would have paid upwards of $70 to buy it. People oh, at ringside that. would have paid upwards of seven, $800 to sit there at ringside. And for him to get in that ring and literally piss in their faces and then walk out with his middle finger in the air because he was in a bad mood. I'm going to go to the NFL. Oh, wait, I'm not good enough. I'm going to go to the UFC. Oh, wait, I'm not good enough anymore. I'll just come back to WWE. I don't think the guy has a single bone in his body that gives a fuck about the WWE or the WWE fans or the history and the the respect that that deserves to be in that ring. I don't think he has any of it. I think he sees it as one more payday, and I could give a fuck if he's back. I have zero, zero respect for the man, the character, Brock Lesnar. No respect at all, because what he did at WrestleMania is, in my mind, unforgivable. I don't think it's fair to say... Don't think fair to been say smashed. <laughs> I don't think it was fair to say that he wasn't good enough for UFC. He was the champion. No, but, I mean, he became... Uh, like. Apart from two like major doses of diverticulitis that nearly killed him, he might have still been the champion. I know, but like I mean, I, I agree that I respect that. But you say disease, I say not good enough to compete, which is the same deal. I'm not I'm not uh, bashing him for having to be for being ill and having to have those surgeries. I'm simply saying that the result of that was he couldn't hang in UFC anymore, which then leads me to my next point: Why should anybody in the WWE fear this guy when you know you could just kick him in the belly? <laughs> like if I was Cena I could bury Brock in one promo by saying oh yeah I remember you didn't you leave UFC because you couldn't ca- cut it, couldn't cut it anymore smashed done the character's dead so then Lesnar um Oh, I hate this guy so much. Lesnar gets in the ring, lays out Cena with an F5, which is a disgusting-looking move, by the way. Um, oh, I, I would totally disagree with you. I always load the F5. No, that's what I mean. I mean, it looks like it hurts like a bitch. Oh, yeah, yeah. oh okay, sorry. Um, looking. 
uh, the camera cuts away as soon as he grabs his hand, which I didn't understand. Um, that was terrible fucking directing. Whoever directed that live episode, that episode was should have been shot because that was that was the worst part of that whole promo. Was that like they cut to some fucking dude in the audience when he was lifting him up onto his shoulders? The most awkward cut ever. Uh, yeah, you know, Vince was backstage like, "God damn it, get the camera on him!" What the hell are you doing? And then uh, Cena goes limp and pulls the deer in headlights act. <laughs> and just lets him hit him. I hate when they do that. John Laurinaitis yeah. did it a while ago when Punk gave him the GTS, and yeah. Cena did it here too. He just sat there. <laughs> really, you're gonna let Brock Lesnar pick you up and drop you? You're not gonna even struggle, try to elbow him, nothing. Maybe he was smelling his hair. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe. So Lesnar, like <laughs> Lesnar lays out Cena, the biggest guy in the company. Um, and that's how Raw goes off the air. So I'm as I'm a I'm a I'm a mark for a return and a big pop as the next guy. Uh, um, uh, but I, Brock Lesnar, give me a fucking break. Yeah, I'm just I'm big on you know like you said I'm a big mark uh, for for you know any return pretty much. Uh, you could have fucking Jamie Noble come back and I'd be like hey. <laughs> <laughs> Difference being, Jamie Noble never pissed in the faces of the crowd. No, I mean, yeah, uh, people, you know the the WWE, uh, I, I fucking hate using the term, but you know the WWE universe's mentality. Uh, they, they are like children, uh, and for most part they are, but they have very uh, short-term memory. And when they see Brock Lesnar, they're like, "Holy shit!" They're, they're, you know, they don't think, "Hey, there's the fucking asshole that shit on us at WrestleMania, where Stone Cold should have kicked both of them in the balls." Uh, there's the guy from UFC. Who who couldn't cut it anymore in UFC? <laughs> but hey, guys, hey guys, hey guys. <laughs> Sorry, continue. Uh, we, we played that at the beginning of the show. Come on, Fitzy, keep up. <laughs> no. <laughs> you bastard. I'm going to make it my fucking text message alert. <laughs> that, just that sound. Yeah. <laughs> 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 it's very hard to approximate using the, vo- the human voice. <laughs> <laughs> so that is how Raw goes off the air. Um, so I assume we're going to get a year build uh, to Brock burying somebody, burying Cena, I would think, at next year's WrestleMania. I don't think they're going to do anything fast at all. I think this is just going to be exactly like uh, exactly like Rock, Cena, whatever this match is. He'll do some matches, but they're going to pick one, and they're going to build it all the way to next year's Mania. Yeah, well, have you heard the uh, specifics of his contract, his one-year deal? No, go. No, I guesstimated yesterday, but uh, let me know what you heard as well. Uh, Well, uh, as the rumor mill goes, uh, his deal is for a year. He's uh, scheduled to do, at the very least, two shows a month. Presumably, it'd be Raw or, you know, a pay-per-view. And they can negotiate. If he sees fit, they're going to negotiate some more time with him. But, uh, yeah, now that we've gotten to this point in uh, Raw... I think, you know, with The Rock saying he wants to be champion and Brock just coming back and destroying uh, Cena. uh, So, you know, that's two nights in a row that (laughs) people pretty much shit on John Cena. If this isn't a time for Cena to turn heel, I I don't know what is. Mm, Maybe. I mean... Uh, well, why wouldn't, he, uh, why wouldn't he be like, you know, for The Rock, you guys to cheer The Rock, I do, I understand that, I respect that, but for you guys to cheer this motherfucker over me, how dare you? Fuck you. Yeah, exactly. I got a quick question for, uh, for Matt. Um, sorry if this is a bit... Uh, um, 
referring to football here, so sorry, Sam, but what's your opinion on Wayne Rooney vis-a-vis you being a Man United supporter and what he did in October 2010 as opposed to what he's done since then? What did he do in October 2010? Remind me. For those that don't follow, can you please uh, elaborate? I will, I will, yeah. But uh, basically, Wayne Rooney was the, you know, he's the the best player, um, one of the best players, if not the best player in the English Premier League. And in October 2010, he came out publicly and stated that, um, like, he's Man United's star player. And he he came out publicly and said, Man United aren't, uh, um, um, they don't have the finances or seemingly the wherewithal to, um, to compete for a major trophies anymore because what's happened in, in European football lately is like big rich bastards have been buying up football teams for and uh, an American family called the Glazers bought Man United. They own, I think maybe the Red Sox? Maybe both of you can help me there? Uh, no, they own an NFL team. Okay, but um, um, but basically they haven't been putting much money into it and they when they bought Man United they bought it like with a loan that they then used Man United's own collateral to pay off. So they actually didn't, you know what I mean? They didn't actually pay any money. And the wow. the, 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 the debt that the, the club is in as a result of them buying it um, has been like $750 million And they have to pay that off. And there's like a, something like a, a $60 million a year interest bill. Holy crap. And then these fuckers are, are running our fucking team. Do you know what I mean? And as a result, um, we don't have as much money to buy the big players uh, that say Manchester City that was bought that was bought out by like a Saudi oil um, prince or family, and they're another like they're the second richest club in the world, and they can just throw money at players like insane amounts of money at players just to um, just to come play for them. Um, and if we didn't have the best manager in the world in Alex Ferguson, me Man United would be in a lot more of yeah, shitty position than it is now. Thankfully, because we have the greatest manager in the world. We're still on top, but only barely, if you know what I mean. And Wayne Rooney came out in October 2010 and said that he didn't think that the club was um, <clears throat> competing enough and didn't have the the drive anymore to be uh, to be one of the major players. And he said publicly, like that, he wanted to leave the club and that he was going to leave the club. And then two days later, he did a complete U-turn and signed a contract for more money with Man United. Yeah, uh, I see. Sort of, I sort of see where you're coming from, but. But and you, you're not going to tell me that you have no respect for Rooney and that you absolutely hate him and you wish he wasn't playing for United. No, based. no, not at all. But Rooney didn't play in the Champions League final and decide to miss a goal on purpose because he was pissed off at the fans. Uh, okay, that that would be a more direct comparison, I would admit. But but you know the the similarities in behavior are there. Yeah, more more likely is Cristiano Ronaldo, former United player who I despised. And always did as well. Would rather have losing seasons than have Ronaldo on my team. <laughs> Me too. And I always meant that. Like I would, if we could. I hated his guts. I hated him. Dude, where were you when all my fucking fellow fans were fucking bigging him up? I, I could have done with your help. <laughs> I was on Facebook, baby. I was there. <laughs> Um, yeah, so I, I see where you're coming from. So I don't mean to get off the beaten track, but I only used it, Sam, as an example to try and get to try and maybe see if there's any sort of uh, way way back for Matt with Brock. No, I'm too far gone. Brock Brock can suck my dick. Okay, <laughs> maybe he'll win me back. I mean, if he works hard the next year and has some great matches, I'll respect him again. But right now, I don't respect him. That's all. So if he was to have some great matches, you you would begrudgingly. Yeah, if I see work ethic in him, and I see some desire and some care in his matches, and like he wants to be there, he will he will gain back my respect. Okay. Right now, he well, doesn't deserve my respect. 
yeah, I, personally, I it, he's he is back for the payday. Uh, it's an easy payday for him. Even Jim Ross has gone on record to say it on Twitter. He said, you know, I would imagine he's back for money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because he doesn't have the history. He never wanted to be a WWE superstar. There aren't no. photos of him as a child holding a belt that he made out of paper and cardboard, which I did as well. Yeah, no, Cena is a true, true fan. I never did. I never wanted to be a wrestler. I always loved watching it, but I never wanted to be one. Uh, I actually was a wrestler for a bit. <laughs> really? Yes, that's where the whole Eddie Phoenix gimmick comes from. Oh, is that that was like your actual stage name? Yeah, during uh, the 2001-2003, I was uh, I was training and I I did a couple shows, but that's badass. (laughs) Like, do you have any uh, videos of your matches? I have. uh, It was uh, you know it was 2001, so. It's not yeah, it's not high def or whatever. Although yeah, although yeah, there there were cameras around uh, the, the video shooting and you know having a, a glimpse of every second of your life wasn't around. So I do have pictures, okay. and I will throw those up on uh, Facebook for you. Awesome, nice, please do. And if you guys, uh, if you two and your people at home go to YouTube and search ten thousand thumbtack match, you can see a match that I was the ring announcer for uh, for the PWA. Um, I was a ring announcer and a referee for them for quite a while, which is a really good time. And if you Google, and if you go on YouTube and look up Brian Fitzpatrick and wrestling, you will find fuck all. <laughs> <laughs> More water. More water. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So um, before my laptop starts to act up because of the size of these files, ladies, um, let's uh, let's wrap up. We've had WrestleMania weekend. That's the season finale. We're on to a brand new season. I'm gonna try very hard to get back to being positive. I promise. I'm gonna try. Oh, wait. Uh, I can be a positive yeah. for both of us. Cool. <laughs> Can we touch on uh, what happened after Raw? Absolutely. No, yes, definitely. Um, absolutely. Let's do that as we close out here because after Raw, well, I'll do the first part, which was there was chance of fuck you, Cena. <laughs> yes. Which, that's again, a, that's a little too much. That's not cool. No, that's not nice. That's a man right there. I want yep. my fuck you, John H. Cena from <laughs> yeah. West Newberry, Massachusetts. Yeah. yeah. Forty two Main Street. <laughs> yeah, a little bit a little bit too personal. Um then again we used to I used to at indie shows, uh they used to chant at me, you fat fuck. Uh and we and we used to chant you suck dick at the heels and stuff, so it is, yeah. It is a thing that, that we do. <laughs> Definitely. Um, but then um, Daniel Bryan... Well, well, you know what? They did a six-man tag match, including Daniel Bryan, who lost in the match. Uh, but then after that, why don't uh, one of you two lovely gentlemen let us know what happened with Daniel Bryan post-Raw on Monday? Oh, Sam can take the floor yeah. at this one. Sure. Well, Daniel Bryan was left in the ring uh, to what you would expect. Uh, a, a huge yes and Daniel Bryan chant. Um and he kind of looks around to the audience, uh, almost uh, in surprise, and he grabs the microphone, and uh, he says, "You know, I'm gonna, I'm only gonna say one word here, which gets a fucking huge pop." <laughs> and uh, he goes on to say, uh, "Last night, which was WrestleMania, was probably the worst night in his wrestling career, but thanks to the people there, uh, you know, they, they'd probably." voice their opinion loud enough that they would make him uh they'd finally make him a new t-shirt vis-a-vis <laughs> <laughs> uh to finally uh recognize that he is over and he is a respectable person to have as a champion and uh yeah they just they led into the biggest yes chance i think i've ever heard it was amazing it was fucking phenomenal <clears throat> i'm really glad whoever filmed it filmed it <laughs> yeah and then he brought aj into the ring 
<laughs> yes. Yeah, I'm sorry. That that. Why don't you uh, take over on that one? Was- Are you trying to say that I'm the bitter, angry one in this relationship? <laughs> um, basically, he he says, AJ, what do you think about all this? She starts to speak, and he says, shut up. And he points out of the ring, and she leaves. Which also gets a huge pop. I love it. <laughs> I know. Mm, spousal abuse. <laughs> but, but, but you can hear on the video that you posted, Sam, there is at least one girl that's not cool with it. If you guys go back and listen, there's sort of somebody that's like, that's mean. Yeah, yeah. Th- that she must be somewhere close to the guy taping on yeah. his phone. But um, I, I get what well, I suppose that was also to reiterate that he wasn't a turning face because of that. Or, you know, the, the, you know, they're aware that there's people with iPhones in the audience at least. Oh, I think he's hit that stride where when Austin was, we were, they were trying to force Austin to be a heel. And we were like, no, we love this guy. Definitely, absolutely. So yeah, that that didn't get on Raw, but it was uh, was a great moment. Let's hope they just keep. Let's just hope they do something good for Daniel Bryan now. I mean, I, I think the fans have proven that no matter what they try to book him as, they're going to love Daniel Bryan and they're going to continue yes. to chant for him, just like they did back at SummerSlam with the Nexus. I remember hearing that they were they were having to edit portions of the sound and pay per views for TV because of the Daniel Bryan chants. Oh, yeah, if you go back and watch it, uh, you know, like the DVD release of it or the, uh, you know, legally acquired version. Uh, yeah, they totally did some ADR there. And got rid of Daniel Bryan chance. So the fans have wanted him for a long time, and now I don't think they're going to give up on him. Uh, I wouldn't be so sure about the... I mean, I, I'm... It was great. It was a great weekend of wrestling. I absolutely loved it, and I loved the crowd. The crowd. Uh, yeah, thank God. Last Monday Raw, Monday's Raw was one of the greatest crowds I've ever seen, ever. Like not even post attitude. They were incredible, um, and people were like comparing it to the CM Punk Money in the Bank. I don't even think that compares to last Monday's Raw. Yeah, yeah it was great. Uh, people overhyped that. And I, you know, I love Punk, but I think people make more of that match and entrance than. Uh, unless I mean the the mics were shit at that. Yeah, well, actually, Garrison, a listener to this show, was at the Money in the Bank show, and he said it was the craziest crowd pop he's ever heard. Then the mic was the mics were not good for that because if you actually go back and watch it, it's not it's not as phenomenal. It's not like Breaking Glass Attitude Era. <laughs> have you seen it? Have you seen it in HD though? Because I remember seeing it and getting goosebumps from the reaction. I mean, once the music ended and he was in the ring and they were chanting, yeah. But like, as the what is it the stinger? It's called. Yeah, yeah. Because they were doing yes. the, they were doing the crazy CM Punk chants, and then when the beginning of that song hit, they went fucking nuts. Yeah, it was quite audible. Maybe I need to go back and watch it. Uh, not on YouTube again. I was in America at the time, so I watched that entire uh, pay per view like on the shitty stream. Yeah, no, oh, you yeah. need to see a better quality of that match because the crowd was fucking buck wild. Yeah, if you're watching on YouTube or on any type of stream, the audio is compressed to the point that, yeah, you wouldn't hear the huge pop that he got. Okay, fair enough. That would be yeah. it. All but, right, uh, guys. Well, listen, yeah. uh, sorry, closing uh, closing thoughts regarding both WrestleMania and the return of Brock Lesnar. Uh, we'll go with uh, the Eddie Phoenix first. Yeah, rounding out this uh, five-hour edition of Smart Marks. <laughs> Which, by the way, in my laptop right now is uh, seven gigs. Oh, dear. Jesus, the alien Christ. <laughs> uh, I I liked WrestleMania 28 overall. You know, as I watched it live, I wasn't as enthralled. Uh, taking a look back the second and third time, it wasn't bad. And yeah, definitely the Florida crowd, they absolutely sold it for me. And Raw the following night. Um, and I mean, did have you have you seen? 
people with crowd signs, you know, as as much as they had in Florida? No, it was nuts. Well, they were fairly. It was awesome. I mean, you see a ton of yes signs and Daniel Bryan signs at the top of the show. Like, there just kidding. He's for that fucking pay per view. And, uh, yeah, it, it was good. I'm looking forward to what they do. Because they're tight. Sorry. <laughs> I'm looking fucking forward to Fucking Fitzy sneezing into the mic. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, you were saying, Sam, you're looking forward to. No, no, fuck it. Well, yeah, fuck it. We'll do it live. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we'll end with Fitzy sneezing and just cut. Right. <laughs> well, the one thing I did want to say was with regard to the only the the credit going to forget about Daniel Bryan now. I I'm hopeful, very hopeful, but I would state that uh, not even Monday night's Raw crowd or even Tuesday night's SmackDown crowd are going to be a proper gauge because they're all. I'm going to guess that SmackDown was recorded in Florida as well. Am I right? Orlando, yeah. Orlando, yeah. So I mean, it's still going to be that same WrestleMania uh, buzz. I, the 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 first test will be next Monday's Raw, wherever they are, and see if 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 it if it travels through to the more uh, stoic crowds. Yeah. And stoic crowds also when it's not the day after the biggest wrestling event of the year. Right. So I would I would be I'd be interested to see if it carries through because I've spent a year following Punk and watching crowds not give a shit about him sometimes even though he's meant to be the big fucking internet you know guy and now that Daniel Bryan is kind of taking that torch and run run with it for for now I wouldn't be surprised if you still see some fucking lukewarm piece of shit fucking crowd reactions because some territories are just boring bastards who I don't even know where they're going I don't even know where they pay for their ticket. <laughs> no, exactly. Token. Uh, the uh, did you hear that the the yes chance actually broke out at a Miami Heat game? I did, yes. Basketball game. I heard so, that. Uh, I think he's uh he's getting his name out there. Hopefully, that's great. I hope he does. I mean, and I hope if they don't continue to book him well, that he takes his ball and goes back to the Indies and has a career that he deserves. Because I think he'd be happier to be over and having a good storyline in the Indies than to be in the WWE. That's the kind of guy I think Daniel Bryan is. He just wants to be a wrestler. You know, he is uh, yeah, a bona fide wrestler. Yep, definitely. Well, ladies and gentlemen, you've heard me bitch for five hours. Uh, Fitzy stayed positive, the Fitzosaurus. We had our boy, the Yeti Phoenix, join us, who was also positive. So, as again, I'll say again, I'm going to try to remain positive. I'm going to try to get back to being happy about being a wrestling fan. But right now, uh, I may feel better by next week. But for right now, I'm still a little bit hurt. (laughs) Until then? Until until this whole week. Um, Either way. So... Please continue to listen, even though I'm more of a miserable bastard now. Um, we have in the house our resident Smart Marks historian, hashtag the Eddie Phoenix. Thank you for being here, sir. Thank you for having me. Uh, and also, thank you for doing the Team Lee's Team Fitzy shirts, which you will soon be able to see at smartmarks.blogspot.com. <laughs> I, I, it's, I, I'm such a uh, an idiot. I still get a rise out of that when I look at those pictures. <laughs> Dude, they crack me the fuck up. <laughs> Absolutely. I told you on Facebook, and I'm saying it publicly now. I laughed so fucking hard at them, and then when I called my friend Aiden afterwards, and we were we were we were looking at them over the phone, the two of us cackled like assholes, just fucking hilarious. And then of course, hours later, I saw the rest of the photos. I don't know how I didn't manage to see those ones. And then the um, what is it? Um, 
Otunga's Twitter tag being like blowing nine guys. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah, I didn't see the other photos either. I just saw the original one, giggled, showed everybody, and then went back and thought, oh, there's more pictures. Yeah. So well, very cool. Plugs aside, go back and take a look at those pictures. They're pretty awesome, and uh, big things are on the horizon for smart marks. I will say that. Boosh. My nipples just got hard. <laughs> My nipples have been hard this whole time, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, ladies and gentlemen. So I'd like to say thank you very much for listening to this extended edition of Smart Marks. We will be back next week to review Raw, uh, hopefully uh, hopefully with more positive energy from me. I'll do my best. Uh, if you'd like to write to us, it's legendinmypodcast at gmail.com, on Twitter, at legendpodcast, and, of course, smartmarks.blogspot.com. But honestly, the best way to interact with us is just to look up Matt Lees on Facebook. Uh, you can find Fitzy through that and Sam through that, and that's the best way to do it these days. Any final closing thoughts, gents? Um. Yeah, I'm. I'm fucking excited as hell for the for where it's going for where it's all going to go, which yeah. I haven't been able to be for many months. Well, that makes one of us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> cool. I'm optimistic. Uh, you know, sometimes they do show a glimmer of uh, of genius, but then sometimes you get Brodus Clay's mama and the Bridge Club. I see. I even said it in the half that you weren't there for, Sam. I love that shit. Even that, even that uh, was <coughs> racist. Well, hold on. Okay. Sorry, we're going to extend this a bit. <laughs> Wrestling's always racist. It was very stereotypically racist, though. Well, Vince is known to be a bit racist, and I, I'm fine with that, you know. But uh, to put that on right before, and I'm not saying, you know, a match before or a segment before, right before your main event where you have the quote unquote superstar of Hollywood. Uh, Dwayne the Rock Johnson and your your golden boy, GI, uh, living GI Joe John Cena, to put that on beforehand that was a fucking atrocity. It made me puke. Which is what I said in the first hour of the show. Completely agree with you. It um, almost turned me off to Raw, but I just want I, I just wanted to hear the, the the song and watch him dance. So so did I, but not right before Rock Cena. I told you it was a palate cleanser. It was a sorbet. <laughs> no, it was bullshit. That's what it was. Was it left a shit, uh, a taste of shit in my mouth? <laughs> well, yeah. Well, you, you didn't previously have a taste of shit in your mouth, so you know it did its job. It was a shit sorbet. <laughs> <sighs> Listen, I can't talk WrestleMania anymore. It's hurting my feelings. All right, and let's go back to the phones. Who do we have now? Who's there? Hello, sir. Hey, this is uh, Garrison from Iowa. Garrison from Iowa. Not only a huge wrestling fan, but somebody I have shared beers with and somebody I've met in person. A rarity for Smart Marks. I'd say so. Absolutely. I haven't even met the co-host of this show, so for me to have met a caller, kind of unique. All right, Garrison, you are a big-time wrestling fan. We have mentioned you on this show before because you have attended various live events in person. You were at the Money in the Bank. More importantly, you also went to the Royal Rumble. So I would call you a professional fan. How did you feel about WrestleMania and the subsequent Raw, Garrison? Let us know how you felt. I really wasn't as upset as you were uh yeah i don't know if it's uh you being international or whatever it was but uh i didn't feel wrestlemania was that bad uh the i don't know how it came off uh legally acquired or whatever but uh it definitely the triple h undertaker match stood out as uh, a great match uh, 
the end was a little cheesy, I'll admit, but uh, I I think the other matches, the lower card was pretty standard WrestleMania. You know, right, it was. Yep. Uh, I think we overhyped Jericho Punk, and it may have came off a little downgraded because of that. Yeah, definitely. I think also the crowd reaction for Punk Jericho did not help the match. Crowd kind of right. died off on that. I agree. Uh, I think, you know, I talked to you on Facebook about it, but I thought Punk Jericho should have started the show. Oh, definitely. Having it right after, uh, having it right after the Taker Triple H match where everybody was just spent was just a huge drain on the crowd, and they really had nothing to give for that match. No, and in hindsight, I almost feel like uh, Taker or Triple H should have gone on last. I I would agree with that. Because uh, there's nowhere to go from there, um, especially two matches that sort of felt like a letdown. Uh, I, again, I would agree, yeah. And you know, okay, I, so, sorry, Triple H, uh, Triple H Undertaker was your standout match, your highlight. What was your WrestleMania moment, as they call it? WrestleMania moment. Was there a moment you were watching and you were like, fuck yeah, that's what WrestleMania is about? You know, I think it really was during that Triple H Undertaker match. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't... I remember at towards the end of the match there was a point where Triple H like does the crotch chop and then he goes to hit Taker with that hammer and Taker catches it and he just smirks and he says no and just kind of ended and you know it was a a great match and I was like wow this is this is what Wrestlemania is supposed to be about just a great story in the ring like I don't know how it came off live to the people but they seem to be really into it and considering it was a outdoor arena you know that really hurts the volume because all the sound goes out so you don't always get the reaction that you should right the indoor crowd like say what happened on raw on monday yeah exactly so out of i mean uh everybody's been listening to me yelling for the last hour and complaining but um out of 10 what, what would you what would you mark this wrestlemania and uh would you rank it among the top or the worst wrestlemanias in history or is it just kind of middle of the road for you uh i'd give it a six or a seven it's I wouldn't say it was bad, and it it had its moments. I mean, it had its letdowns. Uh, that Laurinaitis long match to me was just the biggest waste in history, and uh, that you know traditional Divas match. You know, it had one moment. I, I mean, for you, I assume you could have fast forwarded through it. I couldn't exactly do that. Yeah, no, I didn't, though. Uh, as I mentioned before, because it was Mania, I didn't do any fast-forwarding because I wanted to give them... Mania is supposed to be the entire experience. It's supposed to be the four-hour experience, so I didn't fast-forward anything. Um, and, I mean, I know the Divas are kind of a they're kind of a joke anyway, but to let the chick who hosts Extra pin your Divas champion just was another thing on the night that made no sense to me. Uh, I would agree. I, I was already really weird about that match going in because of what happened last week on Raw where Kelly beat Eve and Beth Phoenix and got away clean. Yeah, exactly. 
someone else. Yeah, it just. And they spent they spent the last year building up that Beth Phoenix and Natalia were the most powerful por- force in diva history, and Natalia's not even on the card. Yeah, yeah, you'd think they'd you know diva Jill match or whatever lumber Jill thing like they traditionally do, but yeah, I I don't know what they were thinking. Yeah, and uh, how did you feel about the burial of Sheamus and Daniel Bryan? At first, I was in shock, and I was like, "Wow, this is a interesting way to start Mania." And then, for the last twenty-four hours, I've probably been pissed. But about an hour ago, I was like, "You know, with all the other matches that were above it, this is probably the one way to give them guys their moment at WrestleMania." Just, just to say, we're going to remember this because it was 18 seconds long and not because it was a great match. Because since you guys are going on first, anything that happens after you is just going to race you anyway. Right. Now, right. Yeah. I hated it. I mean, as I said earlier, I hated it. I thought if you're going to do an 18-second squash match for the history of it, that could have been, as much as I wouldn't have been any, any much happier, but that could have been Cody Rhodes and Big Show. If you really want somebody to lose in 18 seconds, why the hell would it be Daniel Bryan? Because the crowd obviously wasn't happy. Uh, they spent the rest of the show telling us they weren't happy. They also spent the entirety of Raw telling us they weren't happy with Daniel Bryan being buried. Um I don't know. Mania for me was full of wrong steps. I'm no booker. I do not work for the WWE, so it's easy for me to say I could have done better. But I was just very unhappy with this Raw overall. I mean this uh, this this WrestleMania subsequent Raw wasn't as bad for me. Um, let's touch on that really briefly here before we jump to the next call. How did you feel about the big ending to Raw? Brock Lesnar is back. Personally, I say who gives a fuck? Another prima donna's ego to stroke. But how do you feel about it? Uh, I'd probably agree with you on that, uh, you know, not really, you know, I was, I'm like you, I was pissed that Brock Lesnar became a bitch and left for, you know, he left for the NFL and then, oh, I'm going to go to UFC and then it's like, oh, I need money, so I'm going to go back to WWE now, like, really? Uh, I, it, it wasn't really a surprise to me, I mean, I, me and a friend were sitting here watching Raw and we were ex- pretty much expecting it to go down like that uh we didn't know if he would actually show his face especially with the crowd you know chanting for him and then earlier getting uh tensai or a train or whatever you want to call him showing up it seemed like there was a lot of returns in one one cluster of raw yeah, considering they've given us, like, what, three, four weeks of mediocre, shitty Raws, and then they do all this on one night. Um, I personally have no respect for Brock Lesnar at all, um, based on his WWE performance. Um, and also, the, there was another thing. It's, sometimes it's the little things in... Um, in wrestling, like a few months back when CM Punk delivered the GTS to John Laurinaitis, and Laurinaitis just kind of went limp like a deer. Uh, Cena did the same thing. Lesnar picked him up on his shoulders, and Cena just lay there. I hate when yeah. they don't at least try to shuffle, throw a few, like try to get out of it. Don't just sit there and take it. But now I feel like they're going to give us another year build to another Cena loss at WrestleMania, and why are we supposed to care? Yeah, I I agree. I, I believe, like you, I believe they're going to build this. But I I don't think it'll be a mania. I believe it'll be... Um, I believe they're going to have Brock Lesnar versus 
John Cena at SummerSlam. And I think that's finally where we get Cena turning heel because he's just tired of all of it. And then they'll build Brock versus Rock for Mania 29 for the title. Wow. See, I oh, it I know I know you're thinking logically as a wrestling fan, but that the thought of that just makes me feel sick. When Rock on Raw said he wanted to be the WWE champion, I almost puked. I was I was in shock. I I seriously thought he was going to say I want to try the streak. You know, he, he says yeah. he's done everything else and he's beaten everybody else at Mania. Why not try and do the streak? He can't do it. He leaves. He goes back to Hollywood. Yeah, he makes that, yeah. he makes shitty movies. I, 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 I'm with you, man. All right, well, Garrison, thank you very much for calling in this week. You are a loyal listener, and uh, I believe that you, me, and Mister Fitzy are going to be reviewing a Royal Rumble coming up in the next few weeks, aren't we? Yes, a very good one. If I recall, yeah. Would you like to tell the folks at home which one you'll be reviewing with us? That'll be the '92 Royal Rumble for the championship. That one. Yeah, the the best Royal Rumble of all time, in my humble opinion. Um, back when the Royal Rumble still melt, meant something, so it'll be a good time. Uh, I remember it was also one that I ordered that pay-per-view for my birthday at that time, so it's always meant something to me, so it'll be a pleasure uh, for me, you, and Fitzy to all sit down and discuss it. Uh, and also, sir, I will be popping back to Iowa sometime in October, so I will see you then, and if there are any wrestling shows around that time, I believe that we should go to them. I agree. Uh, look, odds look good that they will be. So, yeah, I definitely want to attend a show with you, buddy. Excellent, man. All right, sounds good. Thank you for calling in, and uh, we will hear from you again. All right, man? All right, and let's go back to the phones, the Smart Marks hotline, as it were. Your name and where you're calling from. Hello, it's Calvin, and I'm from Cardiff. All right, Calvin, how are you, sir? I'm not too bad. A little bit disappointed. What about you? Uh, yeah, you, you, well, you, everybody's heard me for the last hour and a half screaming into this microphone. <laughs> uh, so, as a listener of Smart Marks, as a wrestling fan, Kelvin, tell everybody how you felt overall about WrestleMania. Why did I bother? Um, yeah, what can you say? I had one and a half good matches. Everything else was just shit. Disappointing shit. Yes, and this coming from you as a self-professed Rocky fan, huh? Um, yeah, I am a man. I'm, I've been looking forward to it all year, um, but it was just a little bit of a letdown. And the build-up was good. I think the build-up between me and you was better, but the Rock bit, it, it just didn't do it for me. It was over too quickly. It wasn't enough near fours. The first two minutes was quite good, but then it actually started the match, and then it just kind of went downhill. Yeah, absolutely. Now, can I get you to openly admit on the internet to the millions and dozens of people that are listening that it made no sense for Rock to win? Oh, no, I completely disagree. All right, so tell us why. Why do you think it made sense for Rocky to win? And I won't, I even, think, I won't even interrupt you for once. I'll let you speak. I think it agree. I think it's better that he won because it opens up more angles. Because what would have happened if he, so say, passed the torch, Cena won, he's going to turn up on Raw, then what's going to happen? You know, Brock's going to come out. It doesn't matter. Brock's just come out because he beat Brock last night. He's going to beat Brock next week or next year at Mania. It gives it a different angle. They can do something different with his character. Never going to turn him heel, but it'd be something different. Well, I respect your opinion. In this case, your opinion is incorrect, but I respect it anyway. <laughs> uh, so, oh, 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 what's that? <laughs> you amateur. Turn it off, you amateur. <laughs> so, uh, Kelvin, what was your WrestleMania moment? 
My WrestleMania moment, and I think the man who stole the entire show last night was Shawn Michaels. Yeah, he did a great job as a referee, had a great job of expressing yeah. his emotions. Was there one specific moment, or is just overall you think Shawn Michaels won? I think again? overall. When he first started coming down to the ring, it looked a little bit awkward. I was like, oh, no, it's not going to work. And then the first few minutes within the cell, it looked like he was out of place and he was getting in the way. But then overall, when he started showing that he was torn and the emotion that he was putting in was really, it was really good. Cool. So uh, would you would you vote Hell in the Cell as your favorite match then? Yeah, by far. All right. What came in? What was your what was your least favorite match? Uh, originally, I was going to say Sheamus and Daniel Bryan, but given that thought, I think they might have done a good job of that because I think Daniel Bryan's now over more than what he ever was before, and because he got beat so quickly, they can just turn around and say it wasn't even a proper match. Right, yeah. I was expecting a flip-flop. I was expecting a flip, like for Teddy to come out or Johnny to come out and say, no, no, restart the match, but nothing like that happened at all. Yeah. Yeah, I can't believe... I was really shocked at how many yes chants was going on and how over it was with the crowd when uh, when he came out. Absolutely. For the entirety of Mania Uh, and the Raw the next night was full of Daniel Bryan chants. Yeah, I'd tell you she'd be reading about it and they're apparently doing a yes t-shirt, huh? Yeah, it was uh, after Raw went off the air last night, Daniel Bryan came out, thanked the fans uh, for their support, told them that it was his worst night in his wrestling career at WrestleMania, um, and that he's glad to hear all the yes chants because WWE will now make a t-shirt, and he said, do you all promise to buy it, to which the entire arena chanted yes, yes, yes. Yeah, you can see where that went. Uh, There was actually a cool moment because he brought AJ into the ring. She got a little bit booed, and he said, AJ, how do you feel about all this? She went to speak, and he said, shut up, get out of here, kicked her out of the ring, and the crowd went That's nuts. That's cool. That's brilliant. That's yeah. Good. That's good. So from that point, you're right. Maybe it did do a little more for Daniel Bryan to have him lose. I just yeah. wish they would have let them wrestle. Yeah, that'd have been good because they can both go. I think that aside, I think probably worst match of the night would have been potentially Cody Rose and Big Show. Only for a fact, it's just another pure example of wasted opportunity. They spent the last several months building them up. Yeah. Just to get him pinned. Yeah, absolutely. Or yeah, what was the point? I think I texted you when you were watching it and said, why in the fuck is Big Show the Intercontinental Champion? Yeah, what's he going to do? Wear it around his ankle? Yeah. <laughs> what can he do with that belt? It's, it's just stupid. Yeah. Randy Orton Kane, what the hell was that? Why? Uh, why? First off, why was the match even on the card? Second off, why in the fuck does Orton lose? But I know, unless he's going to turn heel because he's stale as well. He's not going anywhere. Yeah, he's he's boring as a baby face. I like him when he's a heel and he's crazy and you think he may actually yeah, potentially dribbling, exactly spitting, punching the floor, kicking people in the face. That's exactly. What we want. Yeah. So uh, on a scale of one to ten, how do you mark WrestleMania twenty eight? <sighs> Two. Two. Fair enough. I'm I'm cool with <laughs> Two. that. Yeah, I'm all right yeah, with that. Yeah, it's not good. And folks, that's coming style. from a Rock yeah. fan. That's coming from a guy who wanted Rock to win and probably jumped up and down screaming when Rock did win. I jumped up and down. The first thing I did was pick up my phone to call you, but you cut me off because you were still a bit upset. Yeah, I texted you and said I wasn't ready to talk to you about it yet. Yeah, yeah. But uh, then for match, do you not think it was just over? It was a little bit of an anticlimax. It was over too soon. There was no like when he fought Austin. There was near four after near four after near four. Yeah, there, what bottom after yeah. stunner? What bottom after stunner? Yeah, I mean there was a lot of the, there was a few of those moments in the Hell in the Cell where you were like, oh shit, yeah. oh shit, they're gonna end the streak. Oh wait, no, they didn't. Yeah, there was none of that in Rock Cena. The wind yeah. came out of nowhere, and I was like John Cena because John Cena just sat in the aisle and stared. That was me. I was just yeah. like, I can't fucking believe they just did this. Um, yeah, and they went straight to over done as if they finished. didn't run out of time. Yeah. Oh, and, uh, but also pissed me off. Sorry, now on a roll. 
when Cena come down to the ring, laughing and giggling. Surely he should have been serious. Like when Bot Lesnar came out last night, he was smiling. Why the hell would you be smiling if Bot Lesnar's walking towards you? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I was just going to mention he did it on Raw. He kind of gave him a round of applause and smirked at him. Why? why? Yeah, I, I don't understand. So this brings us to Raw then. Give us your thoughts on the return of Brock Lesnar. I'm excited. I, mean, I know you're not a fan. I liked him. I like the whole kind of monster freak show sort of thing. Um, I was reading earlier on. He apparently signed up now. He's going to be there for one year. He's going to be doing two shows a month. So he's not going to be overkill. Whether he sticks around or he pisses off again, who knows. But I'm excited. Yeah, apparently it, 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 it's one year, 18 dates is the rumor. Um, but... I don't know. His character is dead. He had to leave UFC because he couldn't take it anymore. Legitimately. Yeah. So how can he come that's, into WWE and be a tough guy? I know that's a problem. It's kind of like Ken Shamrock when he came over. At least he was still winning when he was when he was there. He just come off two losses. Yeah, like Lesnar is missing parts of his intestines. If you kick him in the belly, he'll collapse like he did in his last UFC fight. Yeah. So how can he be legitimate? How can he be he a legitimate chubby. challenge? <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, flat, flabby arms. Yeah, fat belly, chubby arms. I mean, I shouldn't be one to talk about a fat belly, but I'm not Brock Lesnar. I'm not on Raw. No, no, he needs to get a little bit in shape. I'd be interested to see what they do with him, whether it's going to be they're going to like spread out into next year, but I've got done this year, so I, I, can't, I don't see that every year. So whether it's going to be a fight in a couple of months, who knows? Yeah, who knows? Maybe he just stalks him and he just starts taking people out because the crowd aren't going to boo him. So they're going to make him a heel, they're going to make him a baby face. What are they going to do? Yeah, and it's like I said when I reviewed Raw, they should be booing him. This guy spit yeah. in your face as a fan. And they went nuts. Yeah, and he not only spit in your face on Raw, he spit in your face at the main event of WrestleMania, a, 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 an event where people would have paid $80 or so to watch it in HD, or $800 yeah. to sit on ringside, and he pissed in your faces. And now because he's gone for a little while, he comes back and everyone's like, ooh, whoopee-doo, Brock's back. Shut Holy the shit. fuck up. Holy shit. I haven't heard that chant in a long, long time. <sighs> fuck Brock Lesnar, fuck WrestleMania, and fuck the WWE. That's how I'm left feeling. Are we going to go in a break? We're done. That's it. For, that's it. We're done. We're done. But we're, we'll keep Smart Marks going. Yeah, I mean, I can't quit watching wrestling because then Smart Marks would have to end. But you're on thin ice, Mania. WWE, you're on a warning. Yeah, it, it, yeah, it's bad. It, it's, where are they going to go? They've got no talent because Take is out now. Triple H is going to be out. He may appear every now and then. But they've got no talent. Dolph Ziggler, maybe... Cody Rhodes got buried by Big Show. Who is the next big thing? There isn't anybody. No. Proven by the fact that they had to bring back A-Train and Brock Lesnar. Oh, A-Train. Fuck. I know. He really? totally just slipped. Oh. Anyway. <sighs> there you go. Sick. Yeah, I feel sick too. <laughs> All right, Kelvin. Well, thank you for calling into Smart Marks, and thank you for being a continued listener to Smart Marks. And uh, you need to submit to us by email which pay-per-view you would like to join me and Fitzy to do a review of. Would it? <laughs> All right. With that said, uh, is, uh, Sam Fine saying later, Marks. <laughs> later, Eddie. <laughs> <laughs> Pitsy, do your big clothes. Uh, what huzzah again? Sure, whatever, man. Do whatever you want. <laughs> Who's still listening? It's hour five. Fuck it. Let's go with later, Marks. Later, yeah. Marks. And uh, here's my big ending of this podcast. Are you ready? Yep. <sighs> <laughs> see you next. See you next week, Marks. <laughs>